Hey, thanks for pressing play, listener. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, DC and Warner Brothers announce a confusing Aquaman spinoff. Disney gives us our first look at a blue Will Smith in Aladdin. You blew it! And Marvel's releasing four new animated shows on Hulu, including... Oh, yeah. Just try and get that tune out of your head, listener. Plus, we review the pilot episode of Deadly Class on Sci-Fi and a whole bunch more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, February 14th, 2019. All right, hurry up, Emron. Start this shit. I got one in the chamber that's ready to fire out. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it Hey, what's going on, listener? How you doing? Thanks for joining us, and welcome to... The Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And that fantastical, frothing, felty over there, that's Rug Boy. He's back. Welcome back, Rugs. We missed you. How are you? Love, exciting, and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you. It's fucking Valentine's <laughs> Day. Put your dick in something. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Put it in uh, back and forth. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, in the uh, look, uh, for anyone under the age of 35, you probably won't recognize the theme song of The Love Boat. One of my favorite shows growing up. <laughs> Went right over my head. The, yeah. the Love Boat, Anthony, was where all the uh, B-list stars on TV would show up to do guest appearances. Uh, I believe, like, wasn't Mr. T on there once? It just random. Everybody was everybody, on there. Batman, yes, everybody. Adam West, everyone that was was somebody and isn't. Uh, oh, I love the love boat. Thanks for taking me back, Rugs. And uh, how's the plumbing? How's the slack hole these days? It's infested. Oh, good. Just how I <laughs> yeah. it. Just how we like it. I got, like, some uh, some mites in there. Dust mites. Boy, you got to spray it down. If you're a new listener, you may be confused. Rock Boy is a puppet or a felty American. It's the more on an audio only podcast. Yeah, on an this audio only p- podcast. Yeah, who would have uh, thought? Hey, I think uh, there should be more puppets on podcasts. It's uh, it's a no brainer. But if you are new, check out our website. Check out the show notes for this episode. Jockinair.com slash 261 will take you right there. It'll have links to everything we're going to talk about, how to get in touch with the show, how to support the show. Uh, and a whole bunch more. Before we get to the geek news, guys, I wait, we have something so exciting. I cannot wait to share this. Uh, <sighs> people in the nation, our Facebook group, don't know this. I was holding on to this. I didn't want to release it until we recorded the show. We have a new celebrity drop. Nerd. Uh, and this one may be one of the best ones yet. I'm just going to play it uh, right here. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. Geek Gilbert Gottfried. I love wow. Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, this was another. Like, 
I immediately knew who that was yes. by the sound of his voice. Yes. The, I mean, how do you not know Gilbert Gottfried? I've uh, loved yeah. He's been I like a, Gilbert. Uh, Anthony fucking Iago from Aladdin just said the name of our podcast. How does that make you feel? I, I, I recognize him more from Problem Child. Oh, yes. He was in all the Problem Child. Or was, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Beverly Hills Cop 2. He's been on the Cosby Show. It was a great episode of the early Cosby Show. He's done a lot of voices of superheroes, actually. He's played Mr. Mitzaplik many times. Uh, he was Krang. He's got he's got one of the best voice like his voice. It's so great. I've already, heard, duck. I've already heard this voice before, so I didn't laugh on the show. But wh- listening to that the first time, I was cracking up just because it's fucking Gilbert Godfrey it's Gilbert saying Godfrey. mentioning our show. I played it over and over again. Th- uh, this was uh, presented to us from an anonymous listener via. The site we mentioned last episode, Cameo.com. Uh, Rugs, you missed us uh, breaking the Andy Dick and the Riff Raff shout outs. Yeah. But wow, isn't that site fucking wild, Cameo.com? Yeah, it's just weird that you could just pay people to say stuff and they'll say it. And then I don't know what you do with it. I don't know how you capitalize on it, but they fucking do it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and the thing that's even weirder is that our listeners are paying these people to say it. Hoping that we get some big return with listeners, or we figure out a cap. Listen, so if anybody knows how to use it, let me. Thank you so much. How do we spin this, listeners? How do we spin it? Apparently, I have been given on good authority. More are coming. At least two more from two separate sources. Really? Yes. So thank you. You know who you are. Who would you want to have? Well, Did you guys discuss this? I don't no, know. No, I found out Andy Milanakis is on there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, I know that Wesley Snipes is on Snipes there. Snipes is on there. He's very expensive. I think Flavor Flav would be hilarious, even though we're not a hip hop show. I, R- Michael Rappaport's on there. Rappaport may Dick be. Dick Ritchie. Dick Ritchie may be an issue. Apparently, he uh, rejected our uh, cameo shout outs. Yeah, the, I know. David you know who I would like to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's his name? I gotta look him up. Keep talking. Uh, there, you know, it, it is. There's dogs on there. There's furries on there. It's. I think we should put Rug Boy on there. Oh, I know. So yeah. here's who I would like to have on yes. there. Ted Levine. Who's Ted Levine? It's Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. His fucking voice. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's the. He was the voice. <laughs> How much does Ted Levine go for? <laughs> Do you remember his voice? He's got one of the most distinct voices. I can't. Uh, Him and yeah. uh, dude from Twenty Four. I'd fuck me. Anyway, that's the guy who tucked his dick between his legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, who? From- I do that all the time. I'm doing it right now. Who from 24? Kiefer Su- Key Sutherland. Oh, Kiefer, is he on there? Oh, yeah. Oh. Let's Holy get him. Shit. Oh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of the most like original voices. <laughs> Ted Levine has yeah. definitely got a. He's the, he was the guy. Remember uh, Joyride? Have you seen Joyride? I don't think I've seen Joyride. Oh, so he had oh. a very fan. He's a, he was the, the truck driver, but he had the he just did the voice. I wish Pee Wee Herman was on. I wish Pee Wee would be great. But you're right. The key is to pick people with instantly recognizable voices. Gilbert Godfrey is up there. Who else would be? Like Mr. T? Is he dead? No, he's alive. Mr. T's alive. Who else has a voice? (laughs) Like Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan would be fun. Randy Macho Man Savage is dead. I would love Randy Macho Man. Step into the Chuck and Nerd podcast. It's the Chuck and Nerd podcast, brother. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good right there. I think we just got it. That's very good. (laughs) You just lie and say that was him. That's hard. Anthony just blew out his vocal cords. Yeah. Anyways, guys, again, check out Cameo.com. Thank you for these amazing shout outs. There's more coming. 
If there's any listeners, like we mentioned earlier, that can figure out a way for us to spin this. Yes, let's figure great. out how, how to capitalize. <laughs> yeah, like, I hate to, you guys to waste all of your money trying to promote us, and then we don't do anything with it. All I can do is cut it into the show, and uh, I don't know what else to do with it. So Just give us the money. Don't even just cut out the middle. Man. That's the other send thing. It. I wish some of this money you could save and send it over. Or like you're sending yeah. 500 bucks to <laughs> Wesley Snipes to maybe get us some new listeners, or just give us 500 bucks. Apparently, they can also, like we said, they don't have to do these shout outs. They can reject them. So they're not all as hard up for money as I thought they How were. How much are these? Just on a rag. Like, like Anywhere from $30, $40, $50, $100. To the highest is uh, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. He's $999. Holy oh, shit. What a fucking asshole that guy is. Why would you pay $999 for what Mr. What a capitalist. Wonderful? Isn't Bella Thorne on there for like 40 bucks? Yeah, some people are. Uh, there's some cheap ones. What about Bella Lugosi? He's, uh, He's dead. Don't believe oh, Gilbert Gottfried could do Bella Lugosi. <laughs> yes. And he does an amazing one on Howard Stern all the time. So. That, that's the next ask. Gilbert Godfrey's still around doing things. He was on. So remember we talked about that show bumping mics with Dave Attell and uh, Jeff Ross. He was on an episode of that and he told a really oh, he was great. He told a really dirty joke. Like when you hear Gilbert tell a dirty joke, it's even better. Yeah, I love you Gilbert. don't expect it. All right, you bastards. Let's get to the news. The Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. Start with some DC news. Uh, starting with Aquaman, who it's made over a billion dollars, and they've now officially uh, started the sequel. It's in the works. This is not surprising. It's going to have uh, one of the writers from the original movie is on board to write the script. So expect more uh, concurrent plot lines and long-winded ways to get to things, I guess. I don't know. Uh, that guy who's, this is one guy, David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. That's one dude. He's on board. So... What are you talking about? He's going to he's going to be writing the sequel. He wrote the first one. Oh, OK, so look, no surprise. They're making a sequel, right? It made a billion dollars. Yes. Here is the surprising announcement. They are working on a spinoff of the trench. Oh, shit. A trench movie. What? Which to me, this is very, very confusing. I heard, oh yeah, I saw this. Why? Why would you make this decision? Can anybody explain? Is it like a horror movie? That's what they're gonna. So I, that's I read about it. They're gonna make kind of a horror style film with the trench. They're looking to just kind of expand upon this Aquaman universe because I, I get it. There's a lot going on, and they yes. made a ton of money, and this seems like the right deal, the right thing to do. Uh, uh, the trench? I, Why, I don't know. Out of all what, the fucking what? things you showed us in that movie, you were picking the trench to start with. Now, look, there's all, the only thing you can do with that is to create other characters that are revolving around because the trench; those creatures don't talk. Well, is Aquaman going to be in this movie? Yes, they don't talk. Isn't Lagan from uh, Young Justice a trench guy that's like half trench, oh, half human? Possibly. Oh, he didn't do something like that. Fully uh, evolve. Uh, but you, for your point, Anthony's correct. They don't talk. So what is this movie going to be about? Now, I, you know, it was kind of interesting how all the Atlanteans uh, devolved into different things. Like some of them still look like people's and then all the way to these horrific underwater monsters. Maybe they'll explain that. That would be something. Uh, and James Wan loves horror and he spun off, you know, a doll Annabelle off of his conjuring. So I don't know if he's involved. Aquaman's going to be in this. But is this what you would have picked to spin off? From the Aquaman movie, if you had to pick something, no, no. <laughs> what would you guys? I mean, have these, cre- these creatures are like were created in 2011. They don't have a very long, very recent, time frame very recent. Yeah, yeah. What would I have spun off? Yeah, I would have maybe done like a King, an Orm, uh, Redemption Tale, or something like that. 
What about Aqualad? Or Ooh, Aqualad. Aqualad would have been good. They, uh, they didn't really introduce an Aqualad. Or, What's his name in the show? Uh, Calderon? Yeah, Calderon. Yeah. Yes. Who is now... Uh, the Young Justice is not bad. He's like the full Black Manta in that one. Or the full Aqua person. Aquaman. Uh, you, you know, you could do Black Manta, but do you really want to do a villain spinoff? I don't know. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. There was nobody really that I'm like, huh, I kind of want to know yeah, more. Yeah, there wasn't really a more that person. other characters I really wanted to see. Maybe Volko? I don't know. Just when you think uh, they're figuring out what where they want to take this fucking franchise, they're like, we're going to do the trench because we made they a really billion dollars. They don't well, know if what it's just doing. like a, a horror movie with Fishmen, it's no big deal. It's like, a, it's like the creature of the Black Lagoon. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, how much? How much can you really mine out of yeah. that? Yeah. Well, it's not about them. They're just the thing that they that that kills people. Yeah. It's about like it'll be about like some like cruise ship that gets lost in the ocean, and all of a sudden they these guys start taking the, the ship down, and you know, and then the only issue over. I have with that is how scary can you really make those things when first off we've already seen them, second they're probably completely CGI. Yeah. They were pretty scary, though. That was one of the, my favorite parts of the movie was uh, the that jump whole scare when they whole, came out. Yeah, that whole scene, that whole trench scene was well. That's was fucking awesome. That scene was great. Yeah, but so we've seen it. Can, yeah, you're gonna, and you're going to build a whole movie Do that, off that for one two scene? hours. But I mean, isn't that what all horror movies are? Everybody's yeah. seen the same fucking horror movie. Every time you see Jason die, like a thousand. Yeah, so. you know it's going to happen. You know it's coming, but you still want to enjoy yeah. it. Uh, you want to watch the the whole appeal of the horror movies is watching how creative. Yes, the the slasher is going to kill these characters. Right. It's about the cool I what, kills. I don't know what. I don't know what they're. Trench is a very. <laughs> Just gonna, that's really out of left field. Yes, I thought I was very. That's the most left field what? thing out of anything they've ever announced. Let's see what happens because DC likes to like uh, get everybody all psyched up and then pull the plug. They like to shit. announce things, and yes, you to your point, rugs. They're actually working on maybe like five or six things, and they've announced like thirty-five things. Did so. you see they've pulled the plug on a Joker sequel? Yes. I, oh, you're you're oh, going to talk about. We this. are going to talk about that. Uh, but before we get to that, did you see James Cameron's thoughts on Aquaman, the man who's filming all five avatars underwater? Right. He thought it was great fun, but not realistic enough. Oh, shit. Which, look, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Uh, yeah, it's I, totally not realistic. I, I simultaneously roll my eyes. But, I, but he's right. He's not wrong. I also get his point because in our review, we we're like, even Adam Morris, we're like, the physics are fucking whack in this movie. Well, yeah. let me quote Matt Dalhauer because I saw this. I found out about this through his Facebook. Yes, he had a good line, actually. He did. Yeah. So James Cameron put, I never could have made Aquaman, yeah. in quotes, because it requires this kind of total dreamlike disconnection from any sense of physics or reality. Yes. Says James Cameron, the man who made a movie about aliens that ride dragons by having hair sex with them. That is a good point. But when <laughs> they're riding the dragons, the fucking physics works. It makes sense. You know, it adds that much uh, magical realism to the world, whereas you know they're just being. I think that what water. James Cameron does is that he balances the the fantasy with reality. Yes, yes. So it seems more real than when you just have to buy it. You know, you're like, yeah, just go with it. When you're no, you don't have to go with it that much. You go with it a certain degree, but then there's enough realism there. Like, oh, that's kind of like I don't know how fucking. Uh, mountains float in the air, right? Like they do in Avatar. In Avatar but I'm right. sure he has some kind of explanation. That's my favorite. Gravity. My favorite un- thing from Avatar 
that he did was the the mineral. Remember that mineral that no one could get that they were mining. Unobtainium. Of? Unobtainium. <laughs> the best name ever. It's unobtainable. I was like, wait, that's what you could come up with? Unobtainium. Can, we can't get. Can we get this? Nope. It's unobtainium. Nobody's getting it. <laughs> it's shit out of luckyum. I love. I love that fucking. That's the best name for anything. Where he can't think of a name. Just right. call it unobtainium. So yeah. I mean, it's funny that he said this because he did make a movie about giant blue people. Uh, but also, I kind of... And he's I, filming three sequels. And he's filming three speak. sequels. I'm, I also kind of get... I'm really interested to see his under what his underwater world is. Because for Avatar, like, he came up with new plants and animals and new... Like, he invented all the shit, made sure all the physics worked in, in its own little thing. So, I don't know. It's that balance. You got to have that balance. What he created in Avatar is what the standard is now for... Well, CGI. think about this, and I, I might jump to another spot here. Yeah, but I, it's hard for me not to. Yeah, James Cameron. Yeah, blue people. He blew it. Oh boy! No, Wait. and then oh, and hang on. Now there's another there's yes. blue people yes. that still don't look good to this day. So his blue people yes. from like ten years ago look better than. The new blue people made by a company with billions of dollars. That is absolutely correct. And wait, we are going to get to the state of blue characters in the movies. Uh, yeah. In a second. Well, I mean, you can shit on James Cameron it's about point. That, making comments, yeah. but he still does shit that holds up. You should play that song. I'm blue. I'm a E. I'm a I don't know. Were the aliens uh, in that video? Uh, uh, and they were had they had the dance battle, the aliens or something. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know the lyrics other than I'm blue. I have never heard that song before. Did you ever see the video? It's fucking ridiculously oh, yeah. bad. I don't know what that is. You never I'm, seen Eiffel 65? I don't know. I have no idea. The song Blue? Nope. Oh, my God. Nope. I'll look it up later. Maybe I've heard it. I'm, You've definitely I'm heard that song. That's not an old. <laughs> oh, it's not. That's very. That's from, yeah, it, like the 90s. And he's going to use it for the beginning of his new show. Oh, is that the new intro? Maybe we'll, <laughs> Maybe. we'll use that. I'm blue. Maybe actually, I'm, I actually like the music that you chose. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, guess who chose it? I don't it? know if you're patronizing me or not, but thank no, you. No, no, it's good. Okay. I was like, God, ah, this feels right. By the way, guess <laughs> guess who chose that fucking music? Who's that? It was me. Well, you gave me two options. I did give him two I options, yes, one, and yeah. Anthony liked though. There was one more laid back and one aggressive trap beat. He picked the aggressive one. Good for him. I like it. Uh, okay, wait, wait. We'll get to the blue people. But first, real quick, Harley Quinn is out of the Suicide Squad, which is the sequel, The Suicide Squad, and they're scrapping... Uh, all the Jared Leto Joker movies, which is Joker versus Harley Quinn. So she's now just going to be in the Birds of Prey and the Emancipation Proclamation of Harley Quinn or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, that's fine. Give me all new Suicide Squad members. I mean, do you think so? Do you think Will Smith returns? For I the think no. they're completely rebooting or yeah. like getting rid of everything from the old. Well, Suicide what they're Squad. doing with Harley Quinn is they're rebranding her as a hero uh, and not an anti-hero that needs uh, to be locked up in prison. That I see. All or right? or so that's in love with a the psychopath. emancipation of Harley Quinn. The I see. Whatever. Yeah, the, yeah. the fantastical. What is it? The Something like that. The fantastical emancipation of one Harley Quinn or some bullshit yeah, or whatever. Yeah, the whatever. Dumb name is. The wordy title. WB. What, uh, what there looks like they're doing as I agree with rugs. They're shifting harley quinn away from the abused character that she was in suicide squad yeah because she was physically beat up yeah <laughs> or tortured making her a hero she's gonna be in the birds of prey with that ridiculous title they're making a new suicide squad with, with poten potentially james gunn directing where it's gonna have its own twist yes and then and pedophile jokes <laughs> <laughs> oh shit and then jared leto's joker that that's just that's done 
That's he's not coming back. No, yeah. I'm glad that's they're they're just completely separating themselves from what that dude. What was the name of the director? David Ayer. David Ayer. Whatever he did with Suicide. Like I'm happy about the Leto uh, fucking decision because you know why well, he's Morbius now. I was yes. just saying he's Morbius. <laughs> now he can ruin Morbius for you. Now he, he. I mean, he looks more like a crackhead vampire. Morbius anyways. can't be ruined. No, that's, that's true. No one, no one gives a fuck about Morbius. It's not yeah, like no, the Joker. Yeah. He's got worse. Like he's Joker. a shit character. Yeah. Like they can't go in. There's nowhere to go but up. Yeah, but I guess uh, what are you guys saying that's smart because uh, then she'll be she'll have no connection to the Joker like in the comic books. So you can have her. They could go. They can make her full on girl power. Yes. You know, you know, hear me. Roar. She'll be making her own decisions uh, in charge of her own fate. whatnot. I like it. Good. She's all grown up. She's all grown up. Listener, uh, let us know what you think about uh, Harley Quinn or uh, the trench spinoff. Does this make sense to you? Join our awesome Facebook group on Facebook. That's why it's called a Facebook group. It's called the Jock and Nerd Nation. It's exclusive. It's closed just for you, listener. It's fun to geek out with everyone else listening to the show. Welcome this week, Pete Matzas. Uh, it's a big Matzas right there. Thanks for joining. Uh, and apparently now uh, we'll, there will be fantasy baseball in the nation, Anthony. I'm not participating. Oh, you're yes, not doing the fantasy baseball. Okay. No, that if, if you thought fantasy football was difficult, oh, fantasy God. baseball is another level. And I didn't even give a shit about the fantasy football. So, no, I'm not participating, but I did say for the winner of fantasy baseball on the Jock and Her Nation, we will contribute a T-shirt as well. Yes, there'll be a prize pack with us and I believe Voice from the Underground, Jason Dutch kind of heading it up. So good luck, everyone. But yeah, you know sport is bad when there's fucking 138 games in the season. Uh, not, they're not right. It's 162. Oh, my God. It's more than that. Fuck <laughs> baseball. Jesus Christ. 162. Why should any of them matter? Just play eight and call it a fucking day. <laughs> like football. Just play eight. Sometimes, football 16. So, yeah. Sometimes there's two games a day, baseball. What are you doing? Also, big announcement. If you visit our contact page, jogginger.com slash contact, or you follow us on social media, you will have seen that I, I finally, it's 2019. I've joined the 21st century, and the show is now on Instagram, people. Nerd. At Jock and Nerd. Link in the show notes. Give us a follow. I'm going to be repeating this throughout the show. Follow us you on Instagram. In, you tweet. Are you Instagram already? Way too goddamn much. Oh, well, we have to have stuff up there no, for stop. when people come. Once a day. It's only once like, every other day. It's only like ten. Maybe things. one. Old, not you've already put out. You put eight things out the first day. And yeah, then you two gotta things. post some naked chicks. That'll get a lot That'll more. That'll get clicks. Why did I think of Can that? we get like uh, a girl, like a hot girl wearing a jock and nerd shirt? Ooh, Anthony, can you make that happen? Anthony, make that happen. That's great for the Instagram. I like where you're going, Rugs. Oh, that's not a bad. I like idea. where you're going. Also, Anthony Rugs, I'm going to give you the login. You guys will be able to post stuff from your ends oh, too. So good. we'll all have fun. I'll, I'll tell you this: I don't post very much on my Instagram. Yeah, I, I mean, so. yeah, I have an Instagram. I barely post on it. The, the key to Instagram is good pictures. Yes. and good hashtags. Shit ton of hashtags, apparently. Yeah, so I know a lot some of hashtags. Things. I know some things. I, I don't know. We need to get like a 12-year-old. You know <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do. We need to, We definitely need to hire a 12 We need someone with no pubes to like be our, our, our social media. They are media the best person. social media marketers. Yes. The, yeah. the, the 11-year-olds. You see the, the Instagram. An egg got the most views <laughs> out of anything ever. Like more than Kylie Jenner or any of the Jenners or any of the really? Kardashians. Really? It was all about the hashtags. It was just an egg. They said, let's make this the most viewed thing. And, it, and, they, and the dumb people... The little robots did it. You know, they just, okay. And they did Listen, it. Listen, if we can raise $250,000, we can get uh, Ken, uh, uh, the Kardashian to post uh, something for us. 
like the fire festival. Yes, exactly. Like the same. Look, you'll learn a lot about marketing from that fucking piece of shit. Every, we should get like nine people. Yes. To post something all like at once. Image at the all same at once. time. And then as they post it, it forms Rugboy's penis. Yes, it's all parts of Rugboy's penises. <laughs> Very small picture. Rock boy, you can just post <laughs> photos of things that resemble your penis. You know, like, like, was yeah. it Kendall or Kylie? One of the fucks. Yeah. One of the fucking two. We'll get like the upper left scrotum. <laughs> so they'll get like a little pube hair and a, like a little like wrinkle. Just some felty foreskin. Tile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in their tile. Yeah. One gets some foreskin. Some one... lint on my ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's all crocheted like a fucking sweater. Yeah. Like, well, that's what it looks like. All right. My balls are pretty. <laughs> talking about Rock Boys penis. I don't, my balls was hot. <laughs> I think we were t- talking about Rock Boys penis. All right. Back to the news. We have to address the fact that Disney finally uh, gave us our first good look at Will Smith as the genie and Aladdin. Oh, no. and a this whole broke the internet for a little bit. Shit. The memes, the jokes are hilarious. Ah, uh, you know, I got a lot to say okay, about this. Anthony st- you, well, start, oh, start? Look, it, it, it looks like what I thought it would look like, only way more horrifying for some reason. I don't know how it's possible. So let me build up to that. Yeah. I've been thinking about this Aladdin movie a little bit after seeing that. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of very odd decisions that they've made. Okay. First off, I didn't, I didn't realize that we probably talked about this a while ago, but I didn't realize it again until... We started thinking about this, but Guy Ritchie is directing this. Oh, this, shit. Guy Ritchie's directing. That is a fucking strange it's a good, directing it's a, choice. It's a good point. Like, in the the bit, last big movie he did, wasn't it that King Arthur movie? And that was a bomb. Some people like that yeah, movie. But it, it had a cool ending. Yeah. That, that movie but, does have fans. <laughs> <laughs> does it? It only made... It, it's it, not it, a good movie, but... It made less than its budget. It, it's not a good movie, King but Arthur, it had like, Legend a, of the cool, Sword. a couple of cool things in it. So, he did the man from Uncle it right before. It wasn't a total like shit fest. It was like there was some cool stuff in there, but it was not a good movie by any, any stretch of the imagination. Then the seeing these pictures of these sets, I don't know. It's kind of like got this. I don't know if they're going for realism or a dream, but they're kind of stuck in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And they're not really going all out on either. It's not committed either way. It's not committed yeah, either way, which brings up point. to this fucking genie. Yes. <laughs> When this Which, started playing, was when did they play this during the Grammys? I believe I was like, "Are they going to show it? Are they going to show it?" Oh shit, here it comes! And then I was like, "Ah, what happened? Oh, shit, what is this?" Which brings me to the genie, yes. who everyone was complaining in the preview pictures was, "Oh, he's not blue." Yeah, I almost wish they would have just kept him Will Smith at this point because oh, they blew it all right. This is another one of those where it doesn't show. They're not fully committed to the CGI, but they're not fully committed to having it be Will Smith either. Yeah. So he's just this blown up, like moving, like stop motion animation genie. I, I don't even know how to explain the way he moves. It doesn't look real at all. Uh, Rugs, is this? That's a big fuck up right he looks there. Like the dude with, he looks like that internet meme of the guy with the fucking gigantic neck. <laughs> his neck is so huge and his shoulders are, and it just, just doesn't fit. I I'm, don't I'm curious know. to hear what Rugs thinks yes. about this. There's just, you know what it is? It's just. It's too close to Will Smith. Yes, that's all you can see. So it, it just hits it right in the uncanny valley. So the yeah. uncanny valley is when something's too close to something, but it's off. It's way more noticeable than when something is uh, like further from reality. So if you look at Avatar, right, um, and James Cameron's a genius. He 
made them in different proportions, so it's different than an actual human, so it seems more real. Yes, because there's nothing to compare it to. You don't question it, because these are aliens. Yes, and he changed the noses too slightly. Yeah. So he basically, it's far enough from a human that it you don't get that uncanny valley thing. With this, it's too close to Will Smith, but it's not it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like something bad, like something out of like uh like Polar Express or fucking the Beowulf movie that Zemeckis did. Like right, right. He, when the technology wasn't quite right. Yeah. So like one of the reasons why Thanos works so well is because it looks like Josh Brolin, but it's not Josh yes. Brolin's proportions yes. in any yes. stretch of the imagination. That yes, that's a perfect. That's a good point. That's a perfect analogy because that looks amazing. And but you like, buy no the character. There's no way Thanos could be an actual human being. But he looks. There's no yeah, fucking right, way. Right. Like his whole, all of his proportions are different. Yeah. Like there's nothing close to human about it. You know, had they tried to maybe like make him look more like the cartoon or stretch his head or more of a character. It yeah. might have worked. But if you still look at the Avatar blue characters, the rendering on them, the design is fucking amazing. Like this movie that came out almost 20 years ago, the fucking the graphic, the CGI is amazing. Disney, what the fuck are you doing? Would it look more realistic if he did, they just painted Will Smith blue? See, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that would, uh, which is. Well, they could. The thing is, is they could paint him blue and then add post production to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then kind of like make it seem like he's missed like with some graphics you know like they could do a lot with that so they could use him and and kind of make him look like he's ethereal um god looks so weird uh like watchman watchman is a little bit dubious so, sometimes yeah, let's talk about blue characters we have everything from uh but the watchman looked pretty good that was believable because it was just you know uh, uh human proportions mm-hmm uh, you have probably my favorite is the nearly naked Rebecca Romaine Stamos as Mystique. Come on. Well, that's that's full pa- practical. That's, that's practical. Cool. But there are there is a history of blue characters in there's general. The there's, Smurfs, there's the Nightcrawlers. There's Beast. There's uh, the guy from Monsters, Inc. Uh, Yandu. Yandu. Oh, is yeah, blue. Yandu. So like, would it have those been are a lot of those other than Nebula? A lot yeah. of those. Those are um, practical, like real effects. Yeah. yeah. They, 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 yeah. It looks like they took will smith and then cgi'd him on, on a different body him, and, but then they like stretched his body and yeah. made him like kind of fat <laughs> yeah and like why, why, like if you look at the promo piece for entertainment weekly and then you look at the, the still of him as the genie his face is wider his neck yeah. is wider yeah and the and the the ponytail looks like it's just sitting on top of his head like as if they added that which they did yeah it's just not working, Disney. Uh, the the fucking jokes that came up are are hilarious. Uh, Daniel Nosker posted this meme of uh, the genie and Weasel, TJ Miller's character from Deadpool, going, "You look like Thanos." Fuck the Happy Smurf. That's a good one. That's Lady Romero said, "Are we sure M Night isn't directing this?" <laughs> Blake Braden says, "It's really nice to see Tobias Funk finally make it in Hollywood." That's a that's a that's a big one. That's the Arrested Development. Uh, joke. Oh yeah, that was when he's blue. <laughs> yes, he was, well, he was trying out for the Blue Man Group. Blue Man Group. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Matthew Lawrence said this is going to be the Green Lantern of Disney live action remakes. Uh, let me ask you this: Is do you think this will be their first big fuck up, their first misstep in terms of m- this movie making money? Who knows? I, I think it'll make money. I think it could be a, a, a huge bomb though in terms of critically and. Even like the, the, what they're what, expecting. just because Will Smith looks weird. 
Not only that, I, I think the, the, the Guy, Guy Ritchie, Ritchie thing, thing is yeah, fucking weird yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy Ritchie is a little bit of a, a risk. And just seeing the the you know the promos and all that stuff, none of it is looking exciting for me. You I don't didn't know. Get a geek boner? No, not, no, because, no geek like boner. not like you know yeah. like when we saw the the promos for the Jungle Book. Yeah, like, wow, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Even that little. Yeah, I even saw one. the. Yeah. I just saw the preview for Frozen. Yeah, yeah. that gave me a geek boner. Oh, and I hate Frozen. Yeah, I didn't watch that because I don't care about well, Frozen. Even, even like Beauty and the Beast is like whoa, they're that looks crazy. This yeah. is again, it's just it's, it's stuck between. Like a real live action place, but sure then also this is. fantasy. Yeah, yeah. And it's not sure what it is. Look, I hope it bombs so they rethink about all these remakes. Because honestly, Disney, stop with the fucking remakes. How about you make something new? You've got three this year. You got oh, Dumbo, Aladdin, and oh Jesus, King, yeah, Dumbo so. looks great. Dumbo, Dumbo looks well, fantastic. That's Tim Burton. So look, the Favreau, the Burton, it really relies on the director. Uh, I think the quality of the movie. So yeah, I can't see Richie doing. I don't this think Guy Richie like- can pull this off fantastic big movie like this. This is a beloved film for many, many people. This is going to make people mad if they well, can fuck this up. Not all the Disney up. movies have done well live action. The, the Cinderella one wasn't uh, do that well. Yeah. I, I like that, that one, though. Yeah. The, 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 the Maleficent like one was all right. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. I don't, remember, I don't remember that one that, that yeah. much. The, uh, 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 what should we call it? Um, Beauty and the Beast got very mixed reviews. Yeah, That's true yeah. also. So, Jungle Book was was good though. Everyone that, yeah. liked that apparently. So it's not gonna stop them. Uh, they're making a lot of money. I did want to mention. Uh, did you know all the movies that Will Smith fucking passed on that would have had Will Smith? There's some surprising choices in here. Uh, the Matrix. He was offered the point part in the Matrix and he turned it down. What as Morbius? Uh, as, not Morbius. as 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 uh, Morbius, right? as Morpheus. Yes, Morpheus. Morpheus. Or maybe no. He he was offered uh, Neo. Really? Yes, he was offered in 2004. He said he had no regrets. Uh, also, this is what I found surprising. Django Unchained. He could have had the title role in Django Unchained. Passed on that. That would have been great for him. Uh, passed on Superman Returns. Didn't, didn't he have a thing where he didn't want to do R-rated films or something? Oh, maybe. Or is that maybe just not swearing? A lot of these are uh, R-rated movies that he passed on. So Didn't he swear a lot in Bad Boys, though? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And they're doing right. a third one of those. He'll do that. He never used to swear in his rap songs. No, he was a clean rapper, and then he yeah. had the show. So, you know, he had an image. Uh, and, and even afterwards... He's I'm, very selective about his roles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lately, his roles haven't been good, though. No, it's tough when uh, you have some missteps. No, nah, he was killing it for a while. Yeah, though. yeah. Uh, he was a little... Yeah, I mean, you're right. He was... You could guarantee... He was a walking blockbuster in and of himself. I liked him in Hancock. I thought those... Didn't he swear in Hancock? Yeah, and um, he was he was a badass in that one with the uh, where he's the last man alive. Oh, uh, I am Legend. I am Legend was very good. I liked I am Legend. I liked that one too. That was good. his career started to go. I like I, Ro- I Robots good too. When he did After Earth, yes, that was it with his son. That yeah, with, directed by M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, it's all M Night That was a there was a lot of bad things going on there. That was a cocktail for disaster. But then right he there. does like he had an amazing role in that movie Happiness, also with a young Jaden Smith, and it's a great dramatic role. Like he 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 sells it. He's really good in that movie. And there's no yeah there's no action. There's no fight scenes. It's just him acting his ass off. What about uh, have you seen Bright on Netflix? Bright wasn't bad. He was good in that. That got panned. Yeah, really. Yeah, you didn't see it yet. You should watch it. I haven't seen it. I saw it. It was all right. I want to go back and see it. Uh, yeah, I, there's going to be a sequel. It's fine. You can catch up on the sequel. All right, moving on. Uh, Captain Marvel will be coming out 
very shortly. Right. Uh, March what, 8th. What, a month? Yeah, less than yeah. a month, less three weeks. Month? Uh, they got this thing estimated to open over the five-day opening a hundred million dollars, and then these numbers keep changing because I thought it was like one hundred and sixty or one hundred and forty. Yeah, I think you've announced a different number every, every time. time. And now, and now they're saying uh, it, early industry estimates are a hundred million dollars. But this makes more sense because no uh, origin MCU movie has made more than a hundred million dollars outside of Iron Man and Black Panther. So your Doctor Strange, your Guardians of the Galaxy, they've all made under 100 opening weekend. So I think that's, if it could break that, that's a good start. Uh, and uh, I asked, uh, Ruggs, let me ask you this. I asked Anthony last week, will this this movie, will they give another billion dollar movie like Black Panther leading into Endgame? Captain Marvel make a billion dollars? Yes, will it make a billion dollars? No. No. Not even close? Maybe. I mean, I think it'll, if it breaks 800, I'll be surprised. But I mean, it's, it'll get close. Uh, I mean, it's not gonna. Black Panthers again opening weekend. Black Panther two hundred and two million. Uh, so it's not doing that. I think that, that I think that the additional like sixty or seventy million people that went to see Black Panther are not gonna go see this. So you just minus. It's a good point. Seventy million people. That's a good point. From so what, from what, what Black Panther made and what did Black Panther make? You know, a billion. Yeah, one point two just billion, bil- something like that. Over a billion. That's two hundred. That's two hundred million right there. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe maybe just they could get close. They'll make it up on Avengers Endgame. Uh, Brie Larson get. We're, we're gonna be seeing a lot of her. Captain Marvel. She has signed a seven picture deal. Wow. With Marvel Studios. So that's a lot of movies. That, so two. They've. She's already done two. There's five more. So well, you, Captain you Marvel have to assume. Yeah. She gets her own trilogy. Barring, yes. Yes. Uh, catastrophe at the box office and then maybe so that's one two three and then four. she gets in probably other two other avengers films yeah. or you know cameo, cameo one film. here or there yeah. she's getting paid five million dollars for captain marvel uh she's a star that's she's a big star now a, that is a great payday and i love that she's getting this money it's 10 times what robert downey jr got for iron man in 2008 and three million more than what Chaz Bozeman got for black panther even though he already was Black Panther once in Civil War. That's amazing. That is a nice payday for uh, Brie Larson getting ready to take over the fucking MCU. I think she's going to be the next captain. She's our captain She might be the new uh, face. She's our captain now. Have you guys checked out the website for Captain Marvel? This is kind of amazing and lots of fun. What's the website? Captain Marvel. Click marvel.com slash Captain Marvel. Link in the show notes. It is a straight up GeoCity site from the mid 90s, full with animated GIFs, uh, a, a visitor counter. Uh, oh, stu- Jesus yeah, Christ. stupid little <laughs> sprites. Uh, it's amazing. It totally takes you back. Look, for kids listening to this, if you weren't alive in this 1995, websites used to this look is like. what we had to deal with. Absolutely. Oh, look at this fucking site. There's a cave there. There's a couple of Easter eggs. That old scroll lady that she punches in the trailer keeps popping her head out from different sides. There's gifs of the cat. It's it's quite phenomenal. I love it. Like on the guest book, the first uh, comment is all your base are belong to us. Rugs, remember that? Remember that fucking meme? Yeah. All your base. That's from a video game. Yeah, it was this a is huge fucking thing. crazy. It's, this takes me back. Yes, it's amazing. Anthony, you remember these sites? How old were you? Oh, I do. When this was, uh, when this well, would have been. When, when did the internet become prominent? So I'm going to say like 95, mid 90s. I would say but everybody started really uh, using it. Like it wasn't ubiquitous yeah. because uh, people didn't know how to get on it and right. internet connections were dog shit. 
It wasn't until like 56K became a thing. Yeah. So what year would you say? I'm going to say 98. Yeah, I was around. I was 11 years old, 10 years old. So I was starting to get on. Now, I wasn't using the internet, but I was starting to get familiar with. I remember the coolest thing was my cousin had the internet and uh, he went on to www.nba.com. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, you could find all this basketball yes. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I remember yeah. websites looking like this. I just remember when you had to watch, when you watched porn. Yes, like very slow. the windows oh. had that were were tiny yes. because they couldn't run video. Like the video had to be like the size of a quarter. Yes, it was for it to very run. pixelated, yeah. <laughs> and it was on that QuickTime or whatever, right? Yeah, it was just like it was just like it was real player. There was QuickTime. Yes, it was so yeah. slow. You would just wait for it well, the, to go. The, this reminds me of like the website you first tried to create when you when you make your own website. Yes, also yeah, that your GeoCities yeah. or something. That, yeah, yeah these were the you would cli- you would click a porn video and then you'd be like, uh, I'm gonna go mow the lawn. I'll be back. It should be loaded yeah. up by then. And then three <laughs> hours later. It, it was ready. Horrible. Yes, and it, it was really you're like. Is that even a? a yeah, boob? you guys don't know how good you have it, that people. Listen, you kids, me, young, you young. Me, the yes. prominence of the internet started when I discovered Napster. I was like, oh, you could download things. Ah, the Napster days. Use it. Yeah. And then you found yeah. out you could download other things, like someone getting their head cut off or some shit. You could find Whoa. a lot of things. <laughs> I was more of a LimeWire Kazaa guy myself. I never did the Napster. Napster was oh, yeah. a LimeWire was, LimeWire uh, was my weapon was of choice shit, for but, a long yeah. time. No, there's a great documentary on the National Geographic Channel. Uh, it's a it's a pseudo it's like a, a fictional show but mixed in with real footage of it's called Valley of the Boom and it's the rise of the browser wars between Netscape Navigator and uh, the Globe.com Netscape yes oh my it's God. about the creation of Navigator and really those people they are there are like Firefox is still Mozilla like they built this infrastructure really early and we're still using it so this they got bought by AOL but if they hadn't done that we wouldn't have the browser the way it is but look. Check out this website if you wanted to know what it was like back in the day, what we had to go through, how much better it is now. It's fantastic. I love, I love that they did this. Uh, ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's really good. All right, let's move on to some streaming news on Marvel. Marvel has announced they're doing a bunch of uh, adult animated series on Hulu because now that they the Fox deal is going to go through probably in a month or two next month this spring. They have controlling stake in Hulu, and it sounds like this is where they're going to put their more adult stuff, their more R-rated stuff. Yes, we said that last week. Not last week, but no, I'm saying in general. Yes, that? yes, yeah. yes, and that that it makes a lot of sense uh, because, and you know, the other thing that's just smacking us in the face is the app is called Disney Plus. Why would Disney put anything that's like a, a, a violent or offensive under something that says Disney Plus on it? So. It would be like a another. It'd be like a dark Marvel imprint, like a kind Marvel of, Max. Yeah, or something. it would be what they were doing on Netflix on Hulu. But check out these shows and what they're doing. This is crazy. There's going to be four shows. They're Marvel's Modok, Marvel's Hitmonkey, Tigra and Dazzler, and Howard the Duck. All those series will culminate in a special titled Marvel's The Offenders, which is a little dig, I would think, on Netflix and The Defenders. Uh, so, look, here, this sounds horrible. Th- you don't you don't like any of this? I don't know who Hit Monkey is. It sounds like dog shit. It sounds like dog shit <laughs> wrapped in other dog shit and then cat shit and then wrapped in some more turtle shit. Well, look, look, Do you think yeah. it's them getting their shit together and putting it all a bag so it's all together? Maybe. <laughs> 
Well, then get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. <laughs> well, let's talk like, about who's... <laughs> I, let's go one by one okay. and let me shit on all, all of right. these. All right, MODOK. If you guys know the character of MODOK... I, I know MODOK. Yeah, it's okay, that big head uh, with no body... Uh, Eagle maniacal supervillain that floats around, uh, struggles to maintain maintain control of his evil organization and his demanding family. This is being written by Jordan Blum and Patton Oswald, and who will uh, will also executive produce along with Jeff Lebb. So you got Patton Oswald on Modoc rugs. Does that help? Right. So it's a comedy. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Hit monkey. I don't know the hit monkey. Apparently, he's like a, an assassin. Uh, hit monkey tells the tale of a wronged Japanese snow monkey mentored by the ghost of an American assassin as he cuts a wide swath through the Tokyo underworld in this darkly cinematic and brutally funny revenge saga. Uh, these are all animated shows. These are animated shows. But yeah. uh, Tigra and Dazzler is about two woke superheroes and best friends. Tigra and you lost me right Tigra there. Tigra and Dazzler ah. as they fight for recognition among power people who make up the eight million stories in Los Angeles. Uh, Chelsea Handler. Serving as executive oh, producer. Even bye more. bye. You know what's interesting See about you this guys one? Later. There's an X Men in this show. Is this the first signs of like the Fox and Marvel thing coming together? Dazzler. Dazzler. Is an like, that's a character that needs her due, and now they're just fucking putting her in a fucking woke. They're woke. Uh, <laughs> Will this be in the 70s? They can't be woke in the 70s. I don't know. I have no idea. And then finally, all right, there's one last one. Trapped in a world he never made, but America's favorite fighting foul hopes to return home with the help of his unstoppable gal pal Beverly, just like in the movie, before the evil Dr. Bong. I, lo- I like that. Dr. Bong can turn him the crispiest dish on the menu. Writers Kevin Smith and Dave Willis. Kevin Smith writing Howard the Duck. Rugs, comment. That can be slightly interesting. This could be a fun R-rated, really offensive. I don't know if I would watch it, though. Like, even though it sounds good, I don't know if I would watch it. It's not, it's not my bag, really. <laughs> Raunchy Howard the Duck. And then they're all going to join together like, for the offenders. The offenders. Uh, Anthony, any of these uh, uh, getting, you, getting you pumped? I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. What happened to the other one? The other clip? Oh, this one? That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's really oh, good. Oh, see, you like the shows. Uh, yeah, I like, so I like both of them. There you go. <laughs> I like all of them. I like all four of them. You like all the shows? No, none of them appeal to me, but it, I mean, I, it seems like they're going for more of a comedy angle or a comedy bizarre weird yeah. angle yeah. with all four of these. Yeah. So it, it might be clever. I don't know. Could be fun. Yeah, it's just not my bag. It's like, it's not like what I want to watch. Well, it is true. Nobody really asked for any of these, but Modoc. I've always yeah. wanted to see Modoc in something more because he's just weird, and uh, I like looking at the big head. Howard the Duck will probably be Howard the, the Duck the, will be going to get the most eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Offenders. That's strange. Uh, yeah, it them, just them sounds like some bullshit. Like it's they may be me, swearing. This may be R rated. Like some of the. I'd rather was see. Adult. I'd rather see this the, the what you have on the bottom line right there. Well, Hulu also has said they are open to reviving Daredevil see, that, and maybe Luke Cage. Oh, dude, shit. I would tune in just for that. That's like a that's a sure shot. That is like a lock. That would be amazing. Uh, if Hulu gets those things on there, yes. I would probably start paying for Hulu. Oh, I mean, I have I have access to Hulu just for Daredevil. For Yes. yes, just bring Daredevil. That's, that's Daredevil brought me over to Netflix. So I mean, this would be great. Now we talked about how in the contract they had like they have to wait two years before bringing these shows back once they're over. 
So if you could still get Charlie Cox to come back and do an even darker Daredevil, like push it even more. They should just film it now and release it later. Oh, shit. That's a good point. That is a like before he gets too like butthurt like yeah and do like oh I can't believe so they you know Hulu already has Runaways Marvel's Runaways so that's a uh, uh, that's in conjunction with Marvel uh, Marvel Studios and uh, this would be great if this rumor turns out to be true hey let's get Hulu for the show let's get it look if they put it on there look it's they need to especially at Disney being controlled they need to compete with the netflix netflix is going all in on the mark millar stuff and a bunch of other comic book properties uh such as let's just get into the next thing out now list there if you want some fun stuff to watch when this show by the time the show posts umbrella academy will be out on netflix that's the oh, gerard shit. way comic book uh and right now it's sitting on uh 72 on rotten tomatoes for the umbrella academy this is like a dark weird x-men uh tv show i'm excited for this of course the whole season be out and then what else is there like a dark x-men then show? another dark x-men show which is literally what the x-men ripped off or they ripped off the x-men i forget who came first on the dc universe doom patrol uh will have started every new episodes every friday the, they were before the X-Men. The, I I th- but it was literally like a month apart. Yeah, but mutants are completely different than Doom Patrol. Right. Yeah, but the it's... The concept of mutants. The concept of a guy in a wheelchair leading a freak bunch of people who are outcasts from society yeah. is similar in the both. But I believe they came out a month apart. Like, it was that close uh, back in the 60s. Doom Patrol is sitting at 93%. Oh, shit. On Rotten huh. Tomatoes. There is an extended trailer I sent you guys. Did you guys get a chance to watch yeah, this? Looks, I watched it, it. It looks interesting. I think this is really cool. I was cool. actually pleasantly surprised as well. Right? I like we, we that you get to see a cyborg in there. There is a sense of a weirdness. Uh, I do feel like there's a an issue with two guys in the show not being able to emote at all. Well, Negative Man has his face covered, and Robot Man, Brandon, Brendan Fraser, who you see in flashbacks, uh, his face doesn't move at all. Yeah, there should be. I wish there was like even just something like in the lights of his eyes or something that would move and emote a little bit. His eyes might flicker. Uh, what do you think of yeah, the cyborg? Which cyborg? The, the, cy- the Doom Patrol mm-hmm. cyborg. It looked okay. Oh, Robot Man? No, actual no, no. Vic Stone Victor cyborg. Stone. Oh, Victor Stone. Oh, that's a, yeah, there, this was a robot guy and there's another and robot there's guy. there's a cyborg guy. <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> choice to put both of those characters that's, in. That's yeah, true. that's weird. Why would they do that? I mean, they're they're kind of uh, different character types. Not really. They're both be in, in becoming human. Yeah. The most intriguing character for me was Robot Man. Yeah, this trailer is. But cool. everyone, but all the, I like the, the trailer did a good job of highlighting characters that I really didn't know much about. It kind of gives you all their origins real quick, and you see, you know, uh, Robot Man was in a car crash, and there's uh, other accidents that have made these people, and you see Vic Stone's kind of transformation. I like kind of the body horror vibe, especially with Elastigirl, who just becomes like a globby mess. It looks fucking freaky. It does. And uh, no, I think I, this looks. This looks really good. Like, I'm pretty excited for both of these. I'm I was pleasantly, like I said, pleasantly surprised by that shit. I was like, oh, this might actually be something. I was like, I might watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agreed. I was, I might, I was, I consider watching. It's, uh, clearly, it's getting solid reviews. I hate that they fucking still do release, though, everything. And it's going to be every Friday starting tomorrow as we record, but it'll be out by the time you're listening to this listener. Uh, we'll check out the first episodes. We'll give you our thoughts, so, you know. If it's worth it, but both of these shows, I'm fairly excited and we will 
Take a quick break right here, guys. We're talking about another new show, Deadly Class Review, and a bunch more news from the nation right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, it's Brian. And it's Tony. From the Salty Language Podcast. Two friends that have been around each other for, what, like 70 years or something, and... Uh... We're like a married couple that you hate. <laughs> Yeah, basically something like that. We talk about, you know, just weird news, stuff that happens in our life, pop culture, really anything. We just have a nice conversation and make up stuff along the way. You can find us at saltylanguage.com. For sure. And And here you'll be fine. (laughs) Well, also, you can find us on dangerentertainment.net. Entertainment.net, in case you missed it the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, my name's Paul, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries... Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at blazingcariboustudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> hey, listener, if you've been enjoying the show, you want to support the show, and you want more show. Join our fan club on Patreon. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. You'll be helping support the show and you will get access to a bonus podcast feed. Geek bonus. A whole nother feed just for our supporters where there's bonus shows, instant reactions, post shows, and early access to every episode that comes out in our feed, which is now two shows, the Jock and Nerd podcast and the spinoff show by Anthony. We will get to that later in the show we'll talk about the spinoff show let me let me also plug another thing yes for patreon there are a number of you listeners that have contributed to the tier where you get to pick a movie oh yes review. yes we will be getting to those some of those will be on the main show but a lot of those will live on patreon so you'll hear extra movie reviews we haven't patreon, forgotten too. about you supporters you're gonna get it but we had a lot of and let me give a special shout out yes tane reese yes we will have you on for trivia at some point. Oh, that that comes up later too. We're working on it. Uh, look, working on that, bud. This we got week, you. I got a lot of activity on the Patreon. First of all, super huge shout out to Mantel Howard Nerd. for increasing his price to five dollars a month. Whoa! Speaking of Matt, yes, he's on the next uh, yes. spinoff show. There's the so. tease. You will hear more from Mister the Ginger Geek himself. And also, super huge thank you. To three new patrons. Oh, shit. Miguel Martinez, Jose Gonzalez, and Ralph Bravo all signed up for Rugboy Approved tier $5 a month. Rugboy Approved. Whoa. You are all Rugboy Approved. We can't. Bravo. Bravo, Ralph. Yeah, that deserves a clap. (laughs) Not only that, we have to thank our other listeners because Jose posted... After always being asked by the homie, Roberto Rivera, to sign up for the Jock and Nerd Patreon, had to do it in front of him so I wouldn't forget. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Thank you, Roberto Rivera, for bugging your friend. Wow. 
be an asshole for this us. This is what it's happens. Good. Everyone, bug your fucking <laughs> friends. They give us money. We'll love you forever. And just like Anthony said, if you sign up for $10 a month, that is the tier where you can force Anthony to watch whatever god-awful movie that he's not interested he, in. He'll eventually watch it. <laughs> we will force him to watch it. We will review it. It's a great tier. Jose Barros had picked a movie. His pick was Serenity, right? However, after listening to last week's show, he has changed his pick. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here's what he said. Finally getting a chance to listen to this week's episode. I'm not easily offended, but Anthony made a very controversial statement. Warwick Davis is most known for his role as Leprechaun. How dare you not give Willow its due? Imran, why aren't you checking your boy? Just for that, I'm making you guys review it for my Patreon page. Chicken nerd. So Done. now I love that movie. Willow's a great movie, and Anthony, uh, do you, are you familiar with Willow? As I put on the face of the nation, the fuck is a Willow? <laughs> you know, I blanked on the name of the movie when he said that because I was like, no, Warwick Davis is known for Willow uh, and other things. He's been on like a TV show. He had his own little show, right? But, but Val Kilmer, yes, is a swashbuckling dude, and uh, Warwick Davis is his like little like uh, dwarf dude. Sidekick. That he, yeah, yeah, he's sidekick, and they have to save this baby. Yeah. From an evil witch. I haven't seen this movie in years, and I'm excited to watch it again. I can't wait for Anthony to watch it for the first time. I think Ron Howard directed it. I think it it is a Ron Howard movie. It's a great fantasy adventure movie. Like for for, uh, the when you were a kid, you would fucking, I loved it. Uh, But there you go. We'll be reviewing Willow on the Patreon. So definitely sign up for that, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Let's get into our review. Uh, we're going to take a look at the pilot episode of the new show called Deadly Class on Sci-Fi. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This show is based on an image comic book called Deadly Class by Rick Remender, Lee Loffridge, and Wes Craig. Now, the cool thing is Remender writing the show and show running the show of his own thing, which is I love it. I love that the original creator is involved in this show. Uh, there's about four or five episodes out now. I've seen about four of them. But Anthony, let's mm. let's start with you. Wait, you watched four of them? I watched like four of them. I kept so watching. You like this show? I it did get me hooked on the characters. I wanted to find out what was going to happen. Uh, I I did enjoy it, uh, which is funny because Rotten Tomatoes has this at fifty seven percent. So it's right, hmm. right in the middle. It's no Doom yeah, Patrol, they apparently. They know. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, yes, I did enjoy the show. I want to know, Anthony. Let's start with you. What'd you think? Let me give you just a little brief thought process or a brief synopsis of what my brain was like thinking about watching this. Okay. First off, Imran tells us to watch this. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I don't watch some bullshit that I don't want to watch. <laughs> then I may learn it's on Sci-Fi. Double fuck. <laughs> Fuck that show. Yeah. (laughs) I have this stigmatism of sci-fi just being an awful channel for TV. You know, and it does have this kind of uh, stink on it, but they're kind of changing it a little. I've heard that they're changing it, but I still can't get over the fact that they regularly show Sharknado. Home of Sharknados, five of them, yeah. So that was my mindset going in. At first, I was watching the show, and I was like, this is kind of, I don't really like this. I'm going to look at my phone. But I was trying to pay attention about midway through, though, when he gets into the school, yeah, and he's getting threatened by the gang, the Lat- Latino gang, yeah, Sotovatos. I kind of got hooked. <laughs> so for the so by the yeah. by the end of it, I was uh, I was like, 
I could see myself watching another episode of this. I kind of want to see what happens to this kid. I like the two female interests he has. I like the fact that the the black dude, I don't know his name, sorry, so he's the black dude, is putting on a front and he's actually just really fucking scared. And I like the concept of a... Willie. That was Willie I Lewis. like the concept of a, a school for all the thugs and deadly assassins out there for their kids. Yeah, that's so. pretty cool. For the listener, uh, basically the setup is it's 1987 and uh, we're following a character... Oh, who gets uh, uh, called into a school for assassins, a high school for assassins. So what I kind of loved about it was you had all your typical high school drama TV tropes, but there was a little twist because these are all sociopaths. Rugs, what'd you think of this first episode? I enjoyed it. I thought there was a little bit of a little tropey here and there, a little bit like, you know, played out things, but like, like almost like a CW show. Right. But um there's something there's an air about it that makes it better. Like number 1, cinematography is outstanding. Yeah, it's shot well. It looks like a film. Yeah. It yep. doesn't look like yep. a TV show. Yep. It looks like a Marvel film, it looks like a a well-directed film. The music. The music's amazing. Is 80s music. Yes. Is 80s. Um, a lot of it is uh, 80s new wave, which I love. You got Echo and the Bunnymen, oh, Killing yeah. Joke, I The was, Damned. L- yeah. I was loving yeah. it all. The music's great. And uh, I was like, wow, these are some good picks for music. And so it really was in the 80s vibe for me. And I love that. So I was like in because of that. Not necessarily of what was transpiring with the story. But because, like, it just seemed like it was a, a cut above the normal stuff that we're seeing in in these uh, network shows. I mean, you have standout cast members like Benedict Wong, Henry Rollins, uh, and they're both pretty good. They're both pretty great in this. I like seeing Benedict Wong. Benedict Wong is good. Yes. It ain't Wong. It ain't white. Wong, Benedict Wong adds a little bit of credibility to it. And I, you're right. I didn't. I wasn't picking that up as i was watching it but i didn't notice that it was different that the feel was not so cwe yeah. or even sci- definitely not sci-fi level right right beyond sci-fi and, and you're right yeah. the the production on it was was very well this done this is something like you'd see on a netflix you know it's yeah. it's it's that quality almost netflix i oh, would you say it was quite at, netflix I didn't, level i didn't i didn't have it that level but I, it was close enough where i'm like this is i could i could you know whenever you watch this going back to like cw shows yeah. whenever you watch cw shows yeah. you're like I like this, but I can't really recommend this to anybody. <laughs> like, if, I remember showing uh, some girl that I was dating at the time the first episode of Arrow. Yeah. And we were watching it together, and she was like, this sucks. <laughs> like, look at the, like, this quality of this sucks. Yeah. And I'm like, you're kind of right. It does suck. <laughs> but I like it. This one, uh, this, <laughs> this I could actually yeah. like, recommend to someone and, and not feel ashamed of the production value. Yeah, it's, it, it is well done and so it should be noticed i mean it's and it's interesting how everyone is like you got to remember everyone's a killer this is a cutthroat school this is a school where their homework at the end of the first episode was go out find someone who deserves to die and kill them burn uh burn the body get rid of the evidence and bring me proof i was like what the 
fuck? This is fucking crazy. Uh, I love also the flashbacks of the character is done in animation and it's in the style of the comic. I haven't read the comic, but I think I might check it out because I, I, I like the story. And like I said, I've watched the first four episodes. So every episode, one of the characters gets a flashback and you find out, you know, how they got this reputation of being a killer. And the flashbacks are animated like the comic. It's very cool. What did you guys think of the clicks? I really love the clicks in this high school because, uh, you know, every high school's got clicks except this one. Uh, it's wacky. You got uh, the preps who are like trust fund children of uh, CIA agents and FBI agents. <laughs> That's fucking That's awesome. one group, right? You got the Kuraki syndicate. These are the Yakuza kids. <laughs> kids. The, the Dixie mob are like the fucking redneck swastika uh, white, sh- white supremacist yeah. shit kickers, uh, and then uh, you have the Sotovatos, which is like uh, you know the the Latin gang, and then Willie is part of I think they're called I forgot what they're called the New World Order, which is like the South Central gang, uh, and that twist on him being a pacifist was was pretty good. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I totally love that. And then what's uh what's the name of the main character the main character is marcus and he gets pulled in because apparently at the foster home he was in he blew it up with a bomb but i don't really know if he is a killer that's kind of the mystery that's going to be revealed well he is a killer he is a killer well now he He is yeah he kills uh the homeless guy rory uh but that's only because uh willie fucking pushed out and uh that it needed to be done uh, but dude, the show gets like it gets really dark and violent, and it's surprising. And they're swearing, so I I I love I love the yeah, tone of drop it. Drop the f bomb. Yeah, I, I love I love the clicks. I to me the most intriguing part is that the fact that this is a school for deadly people, and he is just some kid picked up off the street that doesn't belong to anything. Yeah, and yet he has this rep as being this deadly person. Yeah, but he's a loser because he didn't come from. A prestigious killer family. Right. Didn't cut. And so like it's a it's a great twist. So their group is called the rats, the people who aren't in a group. And I kind of love this this fucked up, you know, uh out outcast group of students in the rats. Uh but they they do the same things the high school kids do, only you might uh actually get stabbed and and die. I, I got one question though, Flynn. Yeah. Maybe because you're continuing to watch, you'll answer and spoil it. But just based off this first episode, the one thing that was confusing for me yeah. was Benedict Wong's character yeah. is motivated because his family got like screwed, right? Oh, right, right. Like his family, like he's doing this for a noble cause. Yeah. At least that's the vibe I get. So then if he's running the school and doing all of this for a noble cause, why is he letting in all these criminals, sons and daughters? Mm, that's a good point. Maybe he thinks he can. Because these all these are all bad people, right? These are all bad people. Which it kind of except except the dude. I mean, he's and his teaching is like kill someone night tonight yeah. that deserves it. That deserves it. It wasn't like a random no. person. It's you know. So he's motivated by doing the right thing. At least that's what it seems by this first episode. Yet everyone in the school except the main character seems to be motivated by the exact wrong things. I wonder if he's trying to channel that and actually and have twist them, it? yeah, or have them change them at an early age. Yeah. Have them kill people who deserve it. Like he sees the potential. He's like, you are here because you are all killers. The potential's there. You need someone to mold you. Uh, but that's a good question. Cause there's a lot of fucking fucking up, fucked up people learning about poison and how to build bombs and shit. Uh, so, huh? Apparently Lee Harvey Oswald went to this school you see his rifle, class of 57. Uh, so there's awesome little touches like that in this show. 
uh, that I love. Well, I guess you're not you're not supposed to take the show seriously. You're supposed to be like, okay, this is definitely right. Some made up bullshit. Right. What kind of a and, world is this? Yeah, it's not a real world. The whole premise being that he wants to his kill is going to be Ronald Reagan. I yeah, that's yeah. that's I mean, and that's I like it. That's actually. great. It's far fetched. It's like a black comic. Yes. Yeah. But you learn in this first episode, like his his tragic backstory is fucking. It's pretty. Uh, is pretty fucked up because of Ronald Reagan cutting uh funds to the mental health departments. Uh, they let all the crazy people out, and a crazy person jumped off that tower and landed on his parents. Oh shit! In front of him, he watched them get squished by a whack job. I was like, oh shit, dude, that's messed up. And each of these characters kind of have a similar messed up. Like the next episode, you see Willie's uh flashback backstory. What what set him off? It's pretty good. I'm, I might continue this. I'm I'm still. I might wait till it's all out. Yeah. Because the problem when I was trying to follow Cloak and Dagger on a weekly basis yeah. is I'm so fucking used to binging yeah. shit that for me to follow something on a weekly basis I forget what happens. I will go back and binge that. That's really good. But that's a good point. Uh, I think there's five episodes out. Can you can you imagine there was a time when we, we had to watch things every on a week. weekly basis? Yes, I was. I used to take <laughs> notes on every episode. But yet you watched a lot of. <laughs> lot less things that's true there was when we started there was maybe four or five shows literally now there's like 40 like you can literally binge like in a month like five or six you shows. you watch true. all of them yes and you can yeah, keep yeah up. you're absolutely right i've i've binged i binged four seasons of narcos <laughs> in less than a month <laughs> i finished the first season i started the second season i would have taken it back in the day 40 weeks but i'll tell you yeah. what dude this show did hook me enough with the characters for me to be like i want to find out what happens i want to know yeah. what the deal is with marcus I was surprised. Yeah. Another pleasant surprise. This and Good. Doom Patrol. I'm I so, was like, oh, wow. Yeah, we'll watch Doom Patrol. Uh, I love Rick. This is Rick Remender. Rick Remender. When he's a good, he's, he's a good remember writer. Remember, he wrote the Avengers incursion, the whole yeah. incursion bit, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I love that he's there on set. He wrote the first episode. Like, this is coming straight from the creator, uh, which I think. You think they need to have more creators yes. on set when they do this yes. stuff? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Now, I don't know if Gerard Way is involved in Umbrella Academy. But Gerard Way also recently wrote Doom Patrol in their last reincarnation. But Grant Morrison also wrote Doom Patrol. But so do you get Grant Morrison? Do you get Gerard Way? I think it Should makes they sense. bring Dan Slott on the next Spider-Man? No, not that. <laughs> Anyone, everything, oh everything with that. They've already done it. They've already gave us into the Spider-Verse. They did it. That's because of Dan Slott, the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Rugs, would you want Dan Slott as a showrunner on a <laughs> Spider-Man TV show? I don't think he could hack. No, I don't think. Remender, though, that's really, really talented. I mean, these are dis different disciplines. That no, I think that, that that's a ballsy move for Remender. Yeah. So. But as the creator, I would at least want to be asked, or I would be like, look, I want to be involved because I know what this should be. Look, I expected this show to be dog right. shit. It wasn't. But it wasn't. Oh. I was like, whoa. I was like, this is actually artistic. Yeah. And maybe it's the music. Maybe it's the cinematography. Maybe it's like... The casting that's really good and the fact that it's nostalgic to the 80s yes, the music helps yes um even in the detail like all the details in the in in wong's office and all that stuff the sets are great it, yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's cool you know you got fucking henry rollins is somebody that i loved from the, yep. the 80s and black 90s. flag yeah yeah so, so it's it, like, yeah it's a great period piece and uh similar to umbrella academy i think also that's i think that's also set in the 80s and we're gonna get more 80s music in that one it's a whole trend of these, uh, you know, non-superhero comics getting picked up that are are really quality, 
And it's very exciting. It's more than just superheroes. Comics are. So I would recommend this. Check it out. It's it's sci-fi. I mean, uh, when they went, I don't, I don't, you didn't see the second episode, but I did. Yeah, I saw it. And, I mean, Anthony didn't, yeah. but Go ahead. the second episode, it it kind of goes in a weird direction. They, they, they leave. It's set in a different place than the rest of the show. Yeah. And that kind of, I think, weakens it a little bit. I was like, oh, I saw a little bit of a little, little bit of a, uh, a downgrade in that second episode. But then it does pick up, and then I'm still in. Yeah. I'm still in. Like, uh, you know what it is? It's like when it goes to full on teen show. Yes. I get. I don't like. It dips it. in and out of that, but then they always yeah. they use it well. They there there's a twist. When I feel like I'm watching Gossip Girl. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm going to check but out. For example, like- the twist I love with the, the girl from the Soto Vatos who is hitting on Marcus. And in a normal high school show, you know, the girl would do that so that her boyfriend would be jealous and get mad. In this one, she literally wanted Marcus to kill her boyfriend. Oh, shit. That's why she was playing him. You cannot trust this girl because she, oh, she yeah. will get you to kill someone. What is the difference? The only thing this is from this reminded me of Wanted. Oh, is this going to yeah. be it's a lot like Wanted? That's Mark too, Millar yes. is Wanted, right. but it is similar. Where it's, they pick some guy to yeah. do kill people and because he's got the knack for it, but he doesn't know he has the knack. Well, for it. the Wanted movie and the Wanted comic are very different. Oh, are they? See, I've only seen the movie. Yeah, so the movie is more like the Deadly Class. Uh, the comic is a lot different. It's more about super villains. Oh, okay. And, like, you know, they had the loom and whatever. This is, like, it was straight up, like, he was, the main character is the, is the son of a one of the world's biggest super villains. Right. Like, mass murderers of all oh, time. Oh, so they left that bit out. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, it's it is kind of wantedy, but like it's it's crazy. It's it's a lot more of a superhero vibe. Okay, because I could see this main character in Deadly Class. It was like that kid, yeah. And yeah, the being yeah. ended up finding out at the end that Wong is the the ultimate bad guy. So it's like you know the movie Wanted. Morgan Freeman was the ultimate bad guy. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'd have, I haven't read Deadly Class. I so maybe, read maybe everyone's read it and been like. You're a moron. You don't know what you're talking about, which is fine. No, I'm glad. So I haven't read, you know, this Umbrella Academy Doom Patrol. I'm kind of excited because I'm not familiar with these comics and I want to see it for the first time. When I saw Deadly Class on the comic shelf, I was like, and I read and I talked to the comic book store guy. He just said, I said, what is this? He said, it's, it's like Wanted, but with like more realistic. And I was like, eh, I already read Wanted. And I, I, you know, I, I know that story. So I didn't want to read it. But now that I'm seeing it on TV, I'm like, oh, it's not too bad. Deadly Class still coming out monthly. They're on issue 39. So it's still an ongoing series. And uh, another thing I loved in this episode was that conversation they had about comics in the car, which is because this is a conversation I've had in my fucking young when I discovered indie comics where Marcus is like, oh, I like the indie comics, Flaming Carrot, American Flag. And fucking Willie is like, Fuck that, bro. Dark Phoenix Saga is the best <laughs> shit ever. And he pulls a gun on him oh, for disagreeing with him. It was fucking great. Yeah, that's a great point. I've had right that conversation. Really. Flaming Carrot. Remember though. Flaming Carrot? Was that good? I don't know if it was good, but it was big indie. It was American Flag was like a little bit more of a, uh, I guess, uh, provocative. Well, Flaming Carrot was like, you had Cerebus, you had Flaming Carrot, uh, Yosagi, Yojimbo, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They were all... All these anthropomorphized uh, things, like whether they were animals or vegetables coming to life. That was a big trend. The tick. Yes. You yeah. had like hamsters. When, the when, tick. Is, when is the Malar verse coming to Netflix? 
Oh, very soon they're working on uh, yeah, many things. That's what the first thing I thought of when I saw yes. it. Was like, this is what the Millerverse is going to yes. be like. They're wor- they yeah, casted Jupiter's like, Legacy. Uh, they're they're working on these, so we can expect them soon. Probably by the end of this year. They got that other show that's coming on with the superheroes that are shitty with the boys. Oh, there's also the boys on Amazon. Holy fuck. There's so many things. Way too many there's things. A- Preacher, Oof. like, did you ever finish Preacher? No, 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 no. I watched the first season. I didn't watch the second season, and now it's on season three, and maybe I'll binge it at some point. I like it. And it's it's not that they're bad. Like, I like Preacher. Legion, I haven't, they're going to have three seasons. I've only watched the first one and a half, but I don't have fucking time to watch all this. Also, there's a lot of things about assassins, too, lately. Uh, You know, with your John Wicks and these other movies. I watched, uh, I'm going to throw in, I watched. There was a commercial in the Super Bowl that really worked for me. I don't know if you guys remember. It was for a show on ha- Amazon called oh, Hannah? Hannah. I saw that. Yes. Oh, my God. They were like, this show is coming out in March. We have the first episode up for 24 hours. Totally worked on me. I watched it. This is actually really great, too. It's based on a movie from 2011. Basically, it's about a girl being raised in the forest by her dad. Right. And he's training her to be the world's greatest assassin. A 15-year-old. She could speak multiple right. languages. She knows how to hunt, how to kill people. Uh, and then stuff happens. She wants to leave the farm. Uh, it's It was really good. But I think, if I remember the movie correctly... Uh, spoilers. Um, spoiler I think that she's like she's more than human. Oh, really? She has special powers, huh? No, I don't think she has powers, but she's just an augmented human, oh, like Captain America. Because that this deadly class kind of reminded me of Hannah. It's like he's training her to be an assassin. When that comes out in March, I would check that out too. It was very good. Yeah, but La Femme Nikita. That yeah, you know yeah. that's that's a tale as old as time. Yeah. Assassin shit is always good. Like John Wick, Anthony. We got to watch that for the Patreon. Another great assassin movie. And we will be talking shortly about another assassin movie in News from the Nation. All right. I think that's good. Everyone seemed to like it. I would recommend it. Check it out. I'm going to keep watching it. Check out. What made you what made you want us to watch that? Well, because there's a series of uh, just shows based on non superhero comic books. And the fact that Remender was also show running and writing. Uh, I got and I heard some of the uh, interviews on Collider Heroes. I was like, "Oh, this sounds pretty good." But there's going to be a lot of shows that like that are coming. And I just wanted to check it out. So I wish it wasn't some- on Sci-Fi. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> I I actually started watching this before Imran suggested oh, good. it. I was like, oh. "Oh, let me put this on." Yeah. And then I got about 15 minutes into it, and I was like, "Oh, this is good." And yeah. I don't have time to finish it, so let me put this away and watch it when I can really appreciate. Because what happens is there's a certain threshold of time, like. Uh, if it's too late at night, I fall asleep as I'm watching something. Yeah. So as I put it on, I knew I was like, I'm going to fall asleep watching this. So I, I like forgot about it. And then Imran said, oh, you have to watch it. I'm like, perfect. I was going to watch it anyway. Oh, God. See? So, so yeah. Anthony, to your point, you wish it wasn't on sci-fi. There is, you know, the only thing holding it back, unlike any the shows on the streaming, is the fucking commercial breaks. And now you got to write things and time things mm-hmm. uh, and break it up into acts. It definitely changes the pacing of a story when on, you know, on the streaming apps, you, you don't need to work in breaks. You could just go straight through. I don't have enough time to watch stuff. I know. I like just thinking about all the shows that I've like just left in the lurch. So like right in the middle, yeah. like Ray Donovan. Yeah. Check that. I have that a show. couple of those too. I'm going to try to finish Narcos in between. And now there's a new game coming out. Yes. And I, I, I got to start playing that. <laughs> there's there's but, not enough time. That's the thing for me too, is with, especially with um, just life in general. For me to commit to doing another show or a show in general, 
I, I got to really think about it and I got to be fully invested. That's the only thing about doing this is I want to watch the next episode, but I don't want to wait for the other episodes yeah. either. Well, you can watch five of them. How many, how long is the season? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Could my I'm going to say it's 10 to 13, then. probably. Okay. And the, yeah. Well, you know what? Like sci-fi might be cranking out 30 of these. Who knows? But it's quality from sci-fi, which yeah. is they are trying to make quality stuff. Look, sci-fi used to be the fucking jam. Yeah. And then it just all of a sudden started sucking in the past like five or six years. And it's just been like completely dismal. So I'm glad they're doing something. They had some good shit. Continuum was a great show. I miss it. Yeah, I love Continuum. Now, I, t- I also wish the DC Universe wouldn't do the weekly release because Hulu learned from the first season of Runaways, the second season, they put the whole thing out. Why mm. DC Universe? Are you still continue to put things out once a week? They don't have enough to fill. No, I guess they don't. So they keep, like, what else? Keep well, people coming what back. What are people going to do if uh, they watch all of it? But CBS All Access also does that, I believe, one week at a time. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I want to watch the Star Trek show. All right. Uh, would you guys recommend? Yes. Recommend? Yes. Recommend. Yes. So far, yes. All right. Daily class on sci-fi. All right. Let's get to news from the nation. I have a slightly modified, updated bumper. Listener, see if you can guess what's different. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> Oh, that felt good. Okay, I'm back. It's a little different. (laughs) Rags, I was missing your wet fart, but that's all right. I didn't know if you wanted me to do it. Well, we got the clean flush. Uh, We'll we'll add the the wet fart live uh, next episode. How about that? Okay. Okay. Jazz Heber checking in. Jesus Christ. So we just talk about that? All right. Based on (laughs) the toilet flush (laughs) and the wet fart? Yeah. Yes. So this is what we're going to try next time. All right. (laughs) We had the wet fart. Uh, Based on our wet fart. Based on our last episode, Jazz Hebert says, Imran, absolutely apply for the comic store. Fucking do it. Talking nerd. Uh, look, if you heard, Rugs, did you listen to the last episode? No, not all the way through. Okay, so there's a dude out here in the, the south side of Chicago in Oaklawn, Carmelo Chimera, who is giving away a his one of his comic book stores for free. Uh, to someone, and all you have to do is enter is write a 500-word essay answering the question, what makes a great comic book store? No. First of all, Ruggs, do you think I should apply? Do you want to? I don't know. Here's the thing. This sounds like excuses. The fucking store is an hour south of me on the other side of the city, and this is an hour on the expressway. Uh, that's So So there's going to be some traveling. No. If you, would, if you did it, I would yeah. consider partnering with you but i will say this all the support and the chirping uh, i got on the facebook group really made me want to apply because it's 25 dollars to apply it doesn't hurt to just send an essay and i may or may not have started in a good town or Uh, an oak park oak lawn oak lawn illinois it's all right i think it's okay you're gonna get jacked i don't know i have to go down there look i'm not gonna robs the comic books that's a good point that would be a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> yeah. I would look. I, it doesn't hurt to apply. I'll pay the application fee just for shits and giggles. I may or may not have started a Google Word doc and typed in the title, what makes a good comic book store. And that's as far as I got. All right. Well, this is the thing. Like, yeah. So the store is for free. So you don't have to pay any rent. No, but you have you No, you do have to pay rent. 
He's giving you everything. You still have to sign the lease. And the other, I watched a couple of his videos on the site. The other thing is you have to create a diamond distributor account. You don't get his account because it has to be to your name. So there's a possibility they don't give you the account or whatever. Uh, He will transfer the title and everything over. You will have to pay the rent and continue like everything. There'll be, he's like, there'll be a period of transition. We'll help you, whatever. But ultimately he's just giving you the, not only the, the inventory, but the responsibility of owning a comic book store. So rugs real quick. Let me ask you, if I was to ask you what makes a great comic book store, what would your answer be? Help me out on this essay. What makes a great comic book store? Yes. The it, it's the customers. Yes, that's where that's it's, where my head was at. It's the customers. If you if you have a good uh, client base, you got people who come in there, and th- that store lives. It's it's alive because of the people that go there. It's not anything that you can do, really. I mean, you get them. What you have to do is be knowledgeable. Yeah, and you have to try and stock the things that people are going to like and steer people to into that. But. Uh, the most important thing is that there is a community of people. It's the community that that wants to be part of that place. And if you make it a place they want to come back to and hang out, that's also good. I love to go to my comic store and shoot the shit with the guy that works there. It is about building a community similar it to is- like we've done around the show. Yeah. Anthony, how would you answer this question? Uh, similarly, I, it, a good comic book store is about the people that are, that are coming there and the, the people that are running it. Imagine you did a podcast from there. Well, this this was my. It would be great. It could be the Jock and Nerd. Uh, it would be like uh, what's the Kevin Smith's uh, store? The Secret Stash. The Secret Stash. But this would be like Jock and Nerd comic book store. We could have a portion of it be a studio. We can record the podcast there. We can have a lot of fun. Uh, I, secretly, I would love it. Uh, I think I will look five hundred words. I'll apply. I maybe I don't get it. I don't care. I don't think it hurts to apply. No, no it doesn't. Definitely we'll, doesn't hurt. Right. To apply. We'll see you, you what happens. Can say no at the end of the right, day. Right. Right. It's not like if it gets to that point, I'm really going to have to make some hard decisions. Would I quit my job and just run this store full time? I would be a. It would be like a TV show come true. We'd film it. If, it'd be great. It depends. Also depends on if it's a viable business. Yeah, that's the like. Thing. Well, I'd that's to, the yeah, only thing yeah. that I'm worried about because we like, don't know the, the numbers. Lo- we don't know the, the local numbers. Comic book stores that I know of are barely scraping by. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know. Well, like, why is he getting out of the business? Well, so why I I read it. Yeah. But why is he really getting out? (laughs) Well, until that's the thing It's like, say you, he picks you. I'd be like, okay, show me the numbers. And then I'd be like, yes or no. You know, you'd want to see the numbers. What, well, how much does it cost? How much you're making on average? What is your inventory? Blah, blah, blah. But then you got to deal with shitty, like diamond distributors where they make you order all these books and you don't know if they're going to sell. Then you're stuck with them because they're forcing them on you. I don't know if I want to deal with that shit, but I would love to build a community and, 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 and have a fun place to hang out. Eh, I'll, I'll keep you updated listener. I still got time to turn in the application. Jess Rivera has a great question, guys. Uh, Zack Snyder cut of justice league or Lord and Miller cut of solo, which would you want released and why? Who wants to go first? I answered it on. What on was your this, answer? I said, uh, justice league Snyder cut, not because I particularly, thought they think it's going to be awesome but i would just wanted to see what his fucked up vision would have played out yes. like in a justice yes. league movie whereas lord and miller's solo was i never heard enough about it to even get have any interest either any either way i mean it was going to be like a lot of improv right it's gonna be wacky the, comedy the, i guess the lego movie with solo i don't know yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah i'm right i'm right with anthony here 
Yeah, because remember the trailers? We there was a lot of things in the trailers we never saw in the movie uh, right, from the early but like trailers. Solo. Um, so I'd want to see that. Solo would have been really out of left field and not a movie that we would have enjoyed. Uh, Snyder's movie might not be enjoyable, but at least the mystery will be. We'll know the the answer to the mystery. I think his cut of Justice League obviously would have been less vanilla. It would definitely would have uh, elicited a strong emotion. Whereas right. what Joss Whedon finished it up like it ju- it does nothing. It does nothing. No geek bonus. Would you geek rather boner? be completely pissed off at the movie or like be like who gives a shit? Like uh, you know, like I, you are I, with the I, honestly, I'd rather be pissed off because at least I felt something then. Well, otherwise, what am I wasting my two hours for? For nothing. I don't know. On the other hand, Lord and Miller, they could have been a scene where Chewie uh, has a whoopee cushion and, and uh, uses it on Han Solo. It would have been hilarious. Yeah, I think the Justice League, just out of pure intrigue of where the fuck he was going with that is is my pick. You know, was that Green Lantern reflecting in Alfred's glasses in that one fucking scene that that, that was not in the movie that was in Snyder's version? I, I just want to see how fucking dark and weird it would have gotten because it probably would have made no goddamn sense. But yeah, it would have been bleak. Yeah. Good question, though. Uh, Steve Lee, here we go. Another assassin movie. Anyone check out Polar? Yeah, I saw it. On Netflix. Never heard of it, but it popped up in my recommendations. Looks like a poor man's John Wick, maybe. Any insight would be appreciated. Thanks. I also watched this this week recently. It's on Netflix. And you know what? It wasn't It wasn't half bad. <laughs> For Netflix, it's over the top. It's not John Wick. It's not John Wick. It's over the... It's kind of... A mishmash of tones, but it works better when it's like over the top kind of crazy. Then it tries to be like serious. It uh, doesn't really work. Right. Uh, starring Mads Mikkelsen. And I like Mads in this. He's not bad. like Solid Snake. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, the movie is similar like to John Wick. Uh, there's an assassin who's trying to retire. And it's it's great because in this organization, you get a pension based on how many kills you made, right? Mm-hmm. So this guy's going to retire. This company's going to have to pay out $8 million. Except the fucking company... Uh, what they decide to do for anyone with big pensions is they're like, look, we'll just kill him before he retires. That way we don't have to pay him the pension. Right. Sends a group of assassins after him. He meets a girl. Uh, there's a great twist. It's really good. I would I would uh, check it out. It's uh, for, made for Netflix? Made for Netflix, made by Netflix, based on a comic book from Dark Horse. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was a great movie, but I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a Netflix movie. It's like it's a Netflix free. Movie. Yes. You know, you just sit there, you watch it. It's like entertain yourself there's some boobs in it yeah there's Ooh. there's some new it's more entertaining than bird box i'll tell you that much yeah <laughs> lot some good at contrived action the comic book is cool too i looked it up and it's similar to sin city in style black and white very contrasty but uh this one has one highlight color so there's like a red highlight color going throughout the comic looks very cool uh and mads mickelson is very good uh, okay, let's move on to Joe Henry's comments. This is great because not only are all these TV shows out, there's a movie out that you may want to watch. It is Alita Battle Angel. Comes, it will be out now, opening right now. Joe Henry says, just saw Alita Battle Angel. It's way better than you can imagine. Must see. Geek boner. Holy shit. Uh, on I don't rot- know if we can trust that one. On Rotten Tomatoes, 59%. Six out of ten uh, average rating. Uh, so, fellas, again, this is uh, based on a manga. What are, What are your thoughts? Do we want to review this? Are you interested in seeing this 
It's getting mixed reviews. I'm going to go see it yeah. at some point, maybe. If you force know. me I, to go I, see it, I'll see it. Sorry, Ruggs. Well, no, if, if we would if we were to watch this, I would want to watch it for the next episode and, and do an Alita Battle Angel review while it's still fresh. If I get the opportunity to go, I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. So we'll talk about that. They're expecting this thing to bomb. It, uh, it's a $170 million production it's budget. It's going to bomb. And uh, projected opening five day total about twenty three million dollars. I heard that this movie is visually stunning. Yeah, but um, the relationships in this movie are whack. Okay, it's got Christoph Waltz. You got Cameron producing and Rodriguez. Big names attached. Uh, it's female. You know, it's Al- a female. Maharshala Ali. Maharshala Ali is amazing. Maharshala Ali. There you yes. Are. Uh, you have uh, a female, strong female character, even though she's a, a robot. <laughs> she's but uh, and apparently uh, the fans of this manga have been waiting for this for years. But it sounds like it's going to go the way of a Ghost in the Shell or a Valerian, unfortunately, and just kind of get buried and struggle to make any money. Hundred and seventy million dollar, but it's not making that money back. No, it's not making that. I believe that this movie is better than both of those movies. Though. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Oh shit. Uh, that'll be the, because the, Ghost yeah. of the Shell was a bore fest. Yeah, it was beautiful, but it was boring. Yeah, and uh, Valerian was just like horribly written. So Alina looks like it and starts, had no star power. It starts like really cool sci-fi and ends like rollerball. Like what is all that fucking rollerball track shit at the end? It looks a little. Uh, that's all in the anime. It's all in the oh, manga. It is okay. Yes, that's yeah. all. Uh, from what I know of, of the manga and the anime. That it, it it sticks pretty close. Yeah. Not like right on, but like, you know, it gets the essence of it. All right. Well, look, Anthony, we may have to watch this. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> okay. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing. I mean, it's. Yeah. I'm sure it might be look really good. Yeah. In terms of being an interesting listen for our viewers. I don't yeah. know how many of these people are going to actually watch this. No one's going to see it. And we got a lot of things coming up to review. And I'd rather. A lot of people are going to be watching. For the ones that are paying. Yes. Get to their reviews. So we'll see. That's a good point also. Yes. But yeah. I, uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Joe Henry saw it early. Uh, gives it a recommend. I, I mean, from the previews, I was like, this looks intriguing for sure. Yeah. yeah. It just, I don't understand throwing that much money at it. Yeah. I mean, money. I don't so, know how else you would make it look good yeah. with with yeah. the way the main character is supposed to be, but yeah. that's a lot of money to invest in a project that I don't really know has much of a fan base. Right. Entire, well, yeah. you know, that's, that's 2018 thinking or 2019 thinking, um, but back in the old days, they just put out movies. That's true. <laughs> you know, but they didn't have to worry about it. There's an installed fan base. Now that's the thing that we do now is like we try and capitalize and we're trying to get to billions now. We're trying to get the billion, right. billion dollars. It's it's tough to create something that yeah. out of nothing that makes a billion. See, for me, that this that that's the old you know, you know, the old Hollywood try. They get they put it out there. That was all they the, didn't do it. That was all the eighties and nineties. Mostly, yeah, let's make let's make a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger is twins with Dan DeVito. Let's just <laughs> fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't care. You know, let's make him a cop, right. yes. a kindergarten cop. Why not? <laughs> like, let, and those are my favorite movies. Let's stick uh, Dennis Rodman in a movie with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, there's a mermaid that comes out. Uh, she's hot. Tom Hanks is in it. Make it happen. Yeah, they just do it. Just right. fucking. No, that's the old way for sure. Yeah, that, yeah. you're absolutely right. 
See this doll here? He's gonna be a fucking psycho killer. They're Trust remaking me. that. You People, see this? I know. Yeah. I never found him scary. He's a doll. I don't get it. Hey, I'm scary when I want to. Are you scary? That first one for me was scary. Yeah. The the subsequent films it. got yeah. a little bit more really ridiculous. Got goofy. You think I could kick Chucky's ass? I think so. That'd be a good... You versus versus Chucky. Chucky? And then if we wanted to really spice it up, we throw in uh, the fucking Leprechaun. Uh, no. Warwick, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis <laughs> in his most famous role as the Leprechaun. <laughs> that is not his most famous like, role. How tall is Chucky? I think I'm a little taller than him. I think you might have the reach also. Well, yeah. You, you, well, do we count the arm in your asshole, in your slack hole? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if we're counting the, the hand. No. Where? Oh, well, that, no, oh. that's cheating. That's my the, my, the my operator. The problem is Chucky <laughs> is know. like a rigid molded plastic and Ruggs is just felt in cotton. So like you can't let him t- connect. Like yeah. that's all. You got to avoid you, it. You're going to have you're going to uh, have to bite his arm right off yeah, the bat. Yeah. Yeah, you got to catch him off guard. Use Yeah, but <laughs> my teeth are pretty deadly. Like okay, my breath will go. kill him right yes, there. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Chucky is susceptible to bad breath. We do you shoot cotton at his face and then run and knock him over. <laughs> And stab this motherfucker. I'll just fart on him. Uh, there you go. That works too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Have some bed bugs, you fuck. <laughs> I got an email. I'm gonna sh- share from our buddy Tane, uh, Chocolate Tane, who we just said he w- he has he's at the tier where he's gonna come on the show. We're gonna do some trivia. It's gonna be a lot of fun, Tane. But he asked this: What comes next for Marvel movies, and how do they integrate the X Men, Fantastic Four, and others? I think I have it. Uh-oh. After the Avengers use the quantum zone to time travel and Tony makes a different gauntlet and Hulk wears it and Cap lifts Molnir and Thor defeats Eminem and Nebula defeats Thanos, a new timeline will be created. Cue the wowie zowie. Wowie zowie. And then it's going to be either secret invasion or secret wars. I hope for the latter for one reason. Mm. There is one man who makes Thanos look like one big bruise who gives galactus indigestion and a fucking hates squirrel girl. That's right. The greatest villain ever created in all fiction. Victor Von Doom. Geek boner. Third time's a charm, they say. Later, turd sniffers. Uh, that's some chote. Hey, I'm. I'm all about if they can get Victor Victor Von Doom right on screen. You don't need the Fantastic Four to introduce Victor Von Doom. He's amazing on his own. I love that character. So, like, Victor Von Doom just comes out of the ether? Just out of nowhere? I, mean, I don't part know of where this, he comes so from. So, Secret, Secret Wars, the comic, they did, yeah. a, they did a a part two part that, of, of that. Oh, the newer Secret Wars. The newer That's Secret right. Wars. Yes. And the, the, the Beyonder was actually... Victor Von Doom or something. Well, it was Victor like that. Von Doom controlling Molecule Man, and yeah. he would change reality. Yeah. So he was the 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 cause of all this stuff. Oh, and what was the what was his end game? What was he trying to do? What did oh. he want? Uh, what did he? He just wanted all of his competition dead. He had wanted to watch it. He had real. So he had realized. This is a very elaborate story, but he yeah. had realized that the world was coming to an end. So the only way to fix that was for him to become. The king, the, the god, like the, the, basically a god to stop that, and he made, he started making everything in the way he wanted it to be, and that's when it started, broke up into when, different worlds, yeah, right? He, yeah, he took pieces of different realities and combined it into an ideal world, and um, people realized like who the fuck is playing god, and it was Victor Von Doom. In his mind, he thought he was saving reality, but right. everyone was like, "Wait a minute!" But you're now god. Yeah, and they all realize that this is not what reality is, and he's fucked everything up. And in this reality, he fixed his face, so he was very handsome. No, no, Whoa. no, that's not the ending. Is <laughs> the ending is something along the lines of I forget, I, I read this was a few years ago. 
Dr. St- uh, Richards, Reed Richards, yeah, Reed Richards right. confronts him and shows to him basically that his way isn't the best. There's a better way. And Reed Richards beats Victor Von Doom, but then he restores reality and he restores everything in reality except Victor Von Doom's face. He makes it a good face again. And Victor Von Doom's like, oh, fuck, he is a good guy. Oh, yeah. He leaves him with a he good face. He leaves him with a good face. So and that was like the mask. end of the Fantastic Four. Like they weren't yeah. around for a while. They just come back. It was back. a good story. It's a very it's good very story. It's very fucking crazy, though. Yeah. There's a lot of. Uh, and I don't see, there's, there's no way, they there's can no do way it. they're fucking doing no, that. On no. film. But Secret Invasion, oh look, it's going to be about Skrulls. The Skrulls are going to be a big deal moving forward. Maybe, maybe Coulson is a Skrull. That's why he's dead. He's not dead. He's still alive. I don't know what the fuck. Somebody's a Skrull. It's going to be Skrulls. It's going to be Secret Invasion. Maybe. Why does the Skrulls want to take over the Earth? Uh, they're bored. I don't know. They they ran they ran out of fucking French fries on their planet. I don't know. <laughs> There's better movies here. A whole host Ooh, of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing that it, it seems weird. Like I understand if there's no other planets, but then you go in Guardians of the Galaxy. There's planets up the wazoo. There's gold people playing video games. Oh yeah, that's right. They're playing video games while they're flying around. Yeah. So going, why go wouldn't you them. want? Yeah, Earth <laughs> sucks. Earth is usually in the way of of big space battles, and it's just a yeah. fucking hindrance. You're like these fucking Earthlings. Yeah, they still can't get their shit together. Get your shit together. All right, last thing in the news from the nation, as we mentioned, our new spinoff show is launched. Anthony, bro, do you even podcast? Yes, he does. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so I do. if you're created subs- more than I, usual, I created yes. a little more things for me to do. How did this happen? Why did this happen, Anthony? All right, I'll give you the brief jock down. Um, Here, here's the rug down. Here's the rug down. So originally, well, I'm a big Joe Rogan podcast fan as first off. I've always liked that format of just bringing on interesting people and talking without it being an interview, without really having any sort of idea of what you're going to talk about. You just bring on someone that does something and talk. So I've always liked that. Um, right. This show is fantastic. It doesn't really allow for that just because there's so much news to cover. So I was always kind of wanting to do something like that as well. And then on our Jock and Nerd Nation, I noticed that Humphrey Ching um, had some pretty strong opinions on Shang-Chi. So I was like, oh, this would be cool for Patreon if I just bring him on and we talk. And originally I was going to do like a debate about Shang-Chi or we were just going to talk about a certain topic. And then I was like, all right, well, let's just talk. And I recorded it and it was really just going to be for Patreon. And then I thought to myself, well, I want to do this with other people, but as much as I love Patreon, the appeal for someone to come and talk to me for an hour and be exposed to potentially 40 people. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, and fact, when we have an actual audience. And the fact that I would make people pay for that content and then right, not right, right. give any of that money to my guest yeah. felt kind of wrong for me. So I was like, well, we already right. have this format. We already have this audience. If Imran doesn't mind, we'll just throw it on there as a spinoff show. So that's how it evolved. No, I kind of, I kind of love the idea. And now I have probably like sixteen people that want to do it with me. And it's amazing. Oh, wow! Yeah. So if you're subscribed to the feed, uh, you will have seen uh, the last thing in the feed is the first episode with uh, Humphrey Ching, artist Humphrey Ching, artist yeah, Humphrey about, Ching. I caught about like uh, forty minutes, maybe a half hour, forty minutes of it. It's good. Right, good. It was, I was, I was, I was going to get back and listen to the rest of it at some point. Maybe tomorrow. There you go. I appreciate that. I'm excited for this thing to grow. And I honestly, Anthony, I love having two different formats of show. Like the spinoff show will be raw 
unedited, really straight to the point. Pretty straight to the point. No, yes. no extra fills, no, no sound drops. No really. promos, no flashy no, things. It's just what it is, which is completely different from what we do here. And that's great to have the variety. Uh, I like that you picked the, the the intro music you picked. It's very aggressive, <laughs> trappy. It's I think it's perfect. It's, it's dubstep. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. dubstep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, I'm proud of myself for picking two things that, that you like that were I, I, close. They, you were good. You were good. I nailed it. I, I'm happy that you don't mind throwing it on. I got to do a little bit of extra work, but I'm always going to make sure it looks good. Of course, I've made the logo. I want everything to look nice. And I like giving our listeners more content. There's nothing wrong with that. I look I think at it fantastic. as Jock and Nerd is like the mother. Yeah. Mothership. It's the crazy, wacky, insane show. Yeah. And then the other one's the just the straight lace. This is yeah. Show, so. No, it's a great contrast, which leads us. We had a lot of interesting comments. You've had a <laughs> lot of uh frequently asked questions. Uh let's start with this frequently asked question. The first is Anthony leaving the show. Oh shit. <laughs> Comment. Yes, I am. No, I'm oh, not shit. I am not leaving the show. This is oh this is the home base. I don't I don't stray too far from the teat. Good. Imran's I'm teat. Pumped. Yeah, me too. Suckle up to the teat <laughs> and we will all be plentiful in bounty. Uh, frequently asked question number two, uh, the name. Spinoff show, really? I love it because it is the fucking perfect laziest name that a jock would come up with. Yes. Yeah. Right? Perfect. So yep. I, I, was, I was originally playing with like mano a mano or yeah. like some sort of thing. And I was like, wait a minute. Like TV shows, they all have these spinoffs. Yeah. A lot of them, the successful shows have spinoffs and they have to come up with a name. Well, what if the name was just spinoff, the spinoff show? <laughs> the only thing that I don't like about it yeah. is that what if people think that you're a show about spinoffs? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Well, what, what helps is this show is still in the feed for Jock and Nerd. Right. So if you can kind of put two and two together, you'll you'll realize that. Oh, it's a well, you have Jock and Nerd branding on it. Yeah, yeah. I put a little so, thing in the corner yeah, now. So uh, our buddy Maddie J. Miller wants to help out with the name because we did ask the listener, "Hey, if you got any ideas for a name?" He wrote, commented on Facebook, "Hey, Anthony, had some free time today. Came up with a couple potential names for your new show, and by couple, he meant like twenty-five. Oh, he wow, put he some really, thought in this. I'm not going to really, read uh, all these, but do any of these pop out to you? I kind of like some of them, like Legion of Jock." That's Legion kind of, of funny. Jock was good. Yeah. Um, Jock and Friends. That was the first one. I was like, oh, Jock and Friends. I liked Irrelevant <laughs> and Profound Opinions. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Rugs, do you like any of these names? Um, I don't know. Does it describe the show at all? <laughs> the thing I'm is, read- he, I'm reading them now. He didn't know what the concept of the show right. really was. So Let me give you a couple of looks. Some of these are just hilarious. I got to read off Jockathon Talkathon. Uh, two mics and a jock. The articulate jock. I like the TK alternative. Like TK alternative. The jock contemporary. And then some kind of mean ones like dead air time. And uh, oh, jock cause. Uh, vitamin K. Uh, this this very, very well done, Matt Miller. I, Anthony goes pop or Anthony does pop. Like these are great. Between Tony's ears. Come on. Some of these are funny. So if we ever need a new name, we'll just refer we'll just to refer this. Back to list. List. Uh, okay. To close out the show, I got a bunch of podcast shout outs. There's a lot of things going on. A lot of the Jock and Nerd family all over the place. First thing, check out Chaz. Their bottom is is very weak. On the latest episode of Voice from the Underground Podcast. Geek Boner. With Jason Dutch, TJ Johnson, Big Haas. Uh, I listened to it. It was very good. How crazy is it that Chaz was a listener? We didn't know him. 
The listener to the show goes on to do a sports show with Anthony and now is guesting on other podcasts. I fucking love that. I think it's good. Like, I think that we have a good rapport with those guys and they enjoy uh, us and I enjoy them whenever I do occasionally listen to Voice from the Underground, not all the way through, but like at least a good hour of, you know, because it's it's, we do long shows. They do long shows. It's a lot of time to dedicate. And uh, you got to have like a lot of car time. And uh, yes, listen to this shit. Driving time, Chaz. Yeah. Uh, good for you, Chaz. You did. Yeah, it was. A, you did a good job. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, you could check me out on the latest episode of this podcast called My Worst Holiday, which is a show all about people's worst, like trips or funerals or birthdays, just worst stories. And I shared, of course, the hilariously embarrassing G Fest 2016 story. Oh, shit, where I broke some shit. And then had to pay for it. Yeah. So that's always a great story. While Anthony was macking on girls. While Anthony, yes, was uh, checking out. on the only girls that were probably at G-Fest. But they were cute. They were cute girls. You know what? And and he was successful. Shout out to Jay and Mark on that show for having me on. And they were surprised that I was like, there was cute girls at the Godzilla convention. You you sound like you're on a 1972 rotary phone, by the way. Yeah, I was calling through the landline, I guess, on their (laughs) speakerphone for the Panasonic. I don't know. Uh, good stuff. Uh, on the next episode of the spinoff show, Anthony already mentioned Ginger Geek, Matt Talhauer. So you want to subscribe to the feed. It will be right here in the feed halfway between this show and the next show. Yeah. Uh, and Won't uh, spoil what we talk about. No, we talk about it, some shit. All right. No, I'm looking forward. Hey. Looking forward to that one. And the trivia podcast that I host, Trivia Geeks, over at the Blazing Caribou Studios is starting up a new season. New shows are coming out. Uh, again, this is a show where I was a contestant and I was a captain. And then they're like, you want to host this show? I was like, oh, why the fuck not? So it's fucking wacky and wild and a lot of fun. And you can be on the show. Uh, we need people in March. So I'll put a link in the show notes to book if you're a podcaster. It's really a place where podcasters come to promote themselves, have fun. The points don't matter because I'm bad at math. So. nerd. No. And again, I'm going to repeat, <laughs> follow us on Instagram at nerd. Whoa. Rugs, where can the listener find you? You can find me. I'm going to be launching my own show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, if I do a rug down, it'll just be like a Matt Delhauer thing where he just talks into the mic by himself, analyzing some bullshit. It'll be an essay. It'll and be I an do, essay yeah, based. Yeah, I'll do it like sporadically, like maybe once or twice a year. It depends if I have time. I like, liked your Comicsgate uh, piece. That was very yeah, good. Yeah, I just need to get amped up about something yeah, enough yeah. to like figure out an opinion and express it, but uh, if you don't want to wait for that, you can always get my opinion on Twitter where I just, you know, spout it out all the time at really rug boy on Twitter. So just come by and check that out. Absolutely. And last thing, it's still really cold outside. Uh, and we have another sale at our shop at jogger.com shop. Get a hoodie February 20th to 24th. Ooh. Hoodies are $35 only. You too can look like Eminem. <laughs> you can, you can look like Eminem with rug boy. All over your face and chest, keeping you warm. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Share the show, listener. Help us grow. Tell a person. That's all we ask. But thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. I gotta send you pictures of my selfie penis. Go with that.
<laughs> Wait, I zoned out. I, I completely zoned out as well. You should play that song. I'm blue. 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 I